NBM podcast. I have to cut that song off, otherwise we're going to be sitting here for the next three minutes listening to the whole thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks for joining joining us this wonderful day, evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is for you. Uh, we're here. It's me, Moose. That's the stove over there, breathing heavily. Yellow. <laughs> and we're back with another episode for you. On this episode, we're going to be featuring Eric. I believe it's Reichart from the Vintage Off-Road Nationals. I believe it's sponsored by Team Associated this year. We're going to be having him on uh, on this episode for your listening enjoyment to get to hear a little bit about the Vaughn Nats and whatever else we happen to run into talking with Eric about, which should be entertaining, I'm sure. Uh, you know, I've talked to Eric in the past, and it's always been a great conversation. Um, and he's a likable guy, so should be a good, uh, good interview, I think, for sure. Um, you guys need to make sure you... Stay tuned coming up uh, next week because trying to think when you guys are going to hear this show. Probably Wednesday. Wednesday, so, the 14th? The 14th. So stay tuned about four or five days later. I would say by the 19th, there's going to be another episode of the NBM podcast out there for you. It is going to be a epic little show, I think. We're going to have quite a few people on. We're going to have a... Uh, a discussion about a couple of topics, which I think Mike and I actually have to firm up the topic so everybody have a little bit of time mm-hmm. to think about. Um, but I think it's going to be a great show. It's just going to be very diverse in the sense of there's going to be people from um, pro, like high pro level to everyday average Joe racer like ourselves to, you know, uh, leaders in the RC industry as far as uh, sponsorships and some of the companies that they represent out there. So I think it'll be kind of cool to have that big diverse group in there to have a chat with don't you i think it's going to be great right on right on i also think it's going to be great if you edit it within 24 hours and get it posted well really for the most part i don't think there's going to be a whole lot for me to deal with it's not one of our regular shows where you know what i mean like we're going to end up having one break maybe maybe two breaks but for the most part there won't be a lot to do to get the show together you know a lot of times we do the first two parts and then we come back and do the third part a few days later. And, and you know, that kind of stuff happens, which that's the beauty of podcasting is it's not live. So we can kind of get away with that. But because the show is going to be encompassed in one sitting, I don't think it's going to be that hard to turn around, put our, you know, sponsored commercials in there and get it back out to the listeners right away. And then we're kind of, mm-hmm. we're really on the hook at that point because we don't have anything pa- planned past that. So no, actually, we're going to have to figure something that, out. Well, we got the week to figure it out, so that's the nice part. Well, hopefully uh, we'll have a few other guys I want to talk because the Von Nats will be done by then. Yep. And hopefully uh, a couple of the guys that we're going to join in on the roundtable will then be available, so we'll be able to throw that together maybe. And uh, I don't know, we'll figure something out. We always do, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that'll be another another good show to have like, like usual. and. At that point, mm-hmm. Mike should have hopefully some progress done on his TLR vehicles. I know I'll have some progress done on my associated stuff. So we'll have some updates to come from that. It's Saturday right now. Tomorrow is Sunday. Yep. On Monday, I'm diving in. You're diving in head first? Mm-hmm. How do you figure that's going to go? Mm, probably good. <laughs> Wife will be working. 
I go into the man cave, shut the door, and don't come out till 10 hours later. <laughs> right on. You know how it goes. Right on. I got a lot to do. It's yeah. not going to all get done because I got that, that lay down conversion to do plus build a whole new buggy. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, I got to figure out what parts I can take off of the other one, like the 224 1.0, to put on the 224 2.0. I bet you uh, if you go online, somebody's probably already figured that out for you. You know what? I couldn't find it, but I made my own spreadsheet from the TLR website right. with the part numbers that oh, match go. across the two. Yeah. So as I take the parts, it's just what's going to suck is, is I got to take two cart. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, what, what I would do is, is first go through your cross-reference, figure out what parts mm-hmm. cross-reference, and then put those parts aside from the new car. That way yeah. you know what they are. Then grab the old car, put take those parts <laughs> off of the old car, put the old part, the new parts back yeah, on the old on car the old so the car. old car's <laughs> back together, and then take uh, those parts that you took off and start building your new car from there. Yeah, it's going to take you a while. But see, I love that kind of stuff. Like, I, yeah, I could come down here job. and sit here for eight, ten hours and do it. The biggest thing is my hand's going numb, which, funny enough, we're talking about that. I need to start going and seeing... Doctor, oh the crackle cracker. Yeah, I need to go start seeing him again <laughs> to try and get my hands under control before October rolls around. Because we're not that far nice. away, we're really not. I'm looking forward to. I was it, gonna bro. say we could do we could do that build together on a weekend if you had the time. But I would have the time. That's definitely not an issue. <laughs> I will make the time. Just it's not just tomorrow. What that is, is no, no. <laughs> well, we got stuff. Yeah, just the problem is either I've got to come there, or you got to come here. Yeah, I'd come there. <laughs> Because <laughs> there's just there's more space. Yeah, I, I know. I'm looking at getting another. Uh, I'm either looking at getting a couple of those Cow RC uh, pit lights like you have. Yep. Um, getting a couple of those to to put mm-hmm. along the the table. I think if I could get my hands on five, well, I want six in total. Five of them for the actual workbench to stay there all the time, and then mm-hmm. one to take with me racing. The other thing is, I could build the 2.0 kit just to the the way it comes out of the box. Yeah. And just see what it's like with that. Yeah, you could do that too. It depends on the parts. Like if they're aluminum upgrade parts, basically what you're doing is you're going from like, and I equate it to this. Like when you build your stock car from Associated, well, I'm using them because mm-hmm. we both had Associated one time or not. We both know Associated yeah, yeah. makes hard parts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like going a step further than those hard parts. It's going to like an aluminum yep. part, no yeah. flex, no nothing to it. And, and I've seen the benefits of putting hard arms on my cars. You know, are they more fra- are they more fragile? Probably, but I think it all depends on what kind of a driver you are. The way it is, the way I drive, I'm breaking stuff, whether it's a hard part or not. <laughs> like that's just the reality of it. When when I when I when I bail it, it, if it doesn't break, well, okay, that was cool. We'll keep driving it. I need to check those screws when it gets back here. Well, though, <laughs> they actually say that the hard parts are more brittle and easier to break. What the hard parts do is stiffen up the ride. And gives you more control, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of one of those uh, double-edged it's swords, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, because with the softer plastic, there's a little bit more give when you kind of, you know, when you catch something funny or, or you just bend the piece of plastic and it never goes back to the original spot. But you know, I don't know. I don't have it. You know what? I don't know. I'll figure it out. There's not that much that probably has to come off of the other one. You know what I mean? Hubs. Right. Maybe some of the steering stuff, I can't even remember. I'd have to open up the spreadsheet here. Let me see. 
Let me see if I have it handy here. Here it is right there. Oh, look at this. See, that was quick. Right so, there. Uh, okay, so things that are the same. Spur gears, shock pistons, uh, the rear pivot set. So there's a low uh, center gravity in the high roll, or high roll center, low roll center. Right. The caster blocks, the 10 degree, the 20 degree. The chassis protective tape apparently is the same. So what I'm not understanding is, like, I did, I did the, the shorty conversion. Maybe it comes 1. with 0. the shorty chassis. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of. That's what I mean. I, can, I still can't believe you haven't opened the damn box to look. You know, like, how do you have a brand new it doesn't car? Have, uh, what I can tell you is, is it doesn't have the hole where the motor is. Hmm. Well, which is what the shorty chassis did. Yeah, the shorty chassis guys, did. And a lot of guys have been machining their chassis on the 2.0 to give that air circulation. Hmm. So to continue down the list, the servo mounts the same, the skid plate's the same, sway bars, the steering bell crank set. Mm -hmm. So that is something that is on the 1.0 that I could move. Servo horns are the same, the turnbuckles are the same, the rear pivot uh, low roll center is the same, the ball studs are the same. And there's possibly more <laughs> like, you know I mean? That's all that I could find between the two. Right. Then there's a lot that's different, you know, obviously, but hmm. I don't know. Like I said, it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, definitely the steering stuff might as well do it while I'm in there. Right. Oh Cause yeah. Cause I'll tell you what front end apart. No, 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 dude. I, I took that front end apart a few times on that car. Yeah. Do them the first time. Well, that's it, right? And I can take the parts out of the other bag, put the old one back together right away, and yeah. just put those parts aside for the build. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly you know what, what I mean? would do. So you still have a fully functioning roller on your hands yeah. that, you know, God forbid somebody wants to buy it off you or something like that. You, you know what I mean? It's, mm -hmm. it's ready to go. Mm -hmm. There's no, oh, mm -hmm. well, okay, yeah, I'll sell it to you next week. i got to put a bunch of stuff back on it. Yeah, no, exactly. You know. It is going to be definitely, sounds like to me, uh, pretty much a full disassembly of the car almost because you're looking at having to do some, uh, some surgery there with the front end. And that's, yeah, it's like I said, it's, it's not a bad setup the way they have it. It's just, yeah, it's tight in there to say the least. So, wow, you got to take the whole, the belts off and everything, right? So. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting. It'll be something that I don't have to get done in a day. You know, whatever. That is true. Yeah, see where me, it's like you I know. have to have this done now. <laughs> but. So, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I don't even know which one to tackle first. Do I do the <laughs> conversion or do I build the kit? <laughs> Probably do the conversion first, get that done. Yeah, that, that way that, that, that car is ready to go. You yeah. know. And then dive into it. Maybe what I'll do is I'll get that done, strip the other car down. You know, get into the bags, get the parts to put on the old one. You know what I mean? To yeah. put it back together. And then Tuesday, maybe start the build of the, uh, I don't know. Like I said, it all depends. Just depends. <laughs> but. I'm sure you get through all of it. I'm not going to lie. I've had a, I've been, I've been looking at cars again, mm -hmm. but I need to be patient and just wait it out. Like I said, I think next year is going to be the big one. Yeah, um, well, the B7 will be out by then. So. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like I told you, I don't Maybe even need a B6 to beat you guys with your TLRs. I don't. Maybe the 8 will be out. I just need a B5M <laughs> that'll stick to the ground really well. That's all. 
Yeah, no, it's it's all good, man. So I think it's been confirmed that we are going to be making the long trek down to Muscatine, Iowa, for sure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Rooms are booked, and all sorts of fun stuff is going to be happening. Yeah, no, I can't wait for it. It should be. Uh, it should definitely be a good time. Fun. Yes, I think so. I think it'll be great. I think it'll be awesome. To be quite honest with you. Yes, sir. Um, I might have so made some a news. On my order. Yes, what do you got for news, bro? Some stuff that I was kind of just looking at. Cavalieri, Evans, and Jensen won the Surf City Classic, which was just uh, uh, on the week, last weekend of August there, the 26th, 27th, 28th. Okay, yeah, yeah. Don't ask me who won what, but... Uh, Two-wheel drive, modified buggy, top three overall. Ryan Cavalieri, Spencer Rivkin, Ashe Deering, I guess that's how you'd say it. It's A-S-H-E. I'm, I'm sure I'm saying that right. <laughs> Just go with it. That's all I ever do. <laughs> yeah. Four-wheel drive, modified buggy, went to Cavalieri, Jared Tebow, and Spencer Rivkin. Nice pictures. Modified truck, Dustin Evans, Steve Hartson, and Blake Bayette. LRP, hoof, that guy sponsored all the way across the board by LRP. Very nice. Two-wheel two -wheel modified short course went to Cavalieri, Rivkin, and Kyle Layton. Tell, uh, there's a trend here. <laughs> <laughs> then they got into 1-8 stuff. David Jensen, Jake Thayer, Ryan Dunford. Yeah, I think I didn't miss any. That was kind of all the finishing for the classes that they ran. So that's pretty cool. And then next on my little list is, <laughs> I can't believe this. <laughs> the 2017 Dirt Nitro Challenge is looking to be one of the best ever with new additions to the race program and a brand new class of vehicles to be raced on the 110 scale track. U4, the DNC 15th scale race event is shaping up to be the biggest yet with six years under our belts. We are striving to make it better each year yada 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 doesn't matter anyways registration is open as of september 7th i know i've seen that not that wild have the date and when it is it doesn't even have the date of when it is but oh that's crazy that's like a long ways away and they're already got signups open that's awesome we'll have to get those guys on the show again absolutely i know right and, like, and uh, I know. <laughs> it just feels like yesterday we were talking to them. Another thing that caught my attention, and I only bring up this because this is where me and Matt really started, was Red Cat has a one-fifth scale clawback <laughs> RTR crawler. And, you know, a lot of people diss the Red Cat brand, but you're buying a fifth scale RC ready <laughs> to run with a battery for 700 bucks. Yep. You know, that's not bad. It's got looks like it's got like a Jeep type body. Yeah, it's, it's just it's it's pretty cool. I just think it's cool, you know. And to think that's where we started, bro. I know, right? With the red gas. Oh my god. What and not that they were bad. They're they're great backyard runners. But don't try to race them. Yeah, that's all no, I don't I'm just gonna leave it at that. There's a place for them. Uh track is not it. <laughs> 
And then uh, DE Racing's come out with some Speedway SC wheels. Did we talk about those already? No, Couldn't no. Remember. I uh, all I know is I want to turn my <laughs> my poor car. Apparently, if you want to turn left, they're good. <laughs> they're good if you want just short course rims that look like uh, late model, like off road, like dirt oval. Yeah. Ah, dude. Well, like because even the even the saying in here it says if you're ready to turn left, then the DE Racing, then turn to DE Racing for our new Speedway SC racing wheels. So I'm assuming they're made to go left. <laughs> pretty much. I made so a big boo boo, cool. bro. What'd you do? I don't know how it happened, but I am gonna be SOL. What'd you do? Order a wrong body? Yep. What'd you do? I ordered the one for the B5, not the B5M. Oops. Uh, they'll exchange it. Yeah, but by the time that happens, I'm going to be SOL. Just buy another one, and then when you get that one back, they'll credit you. I'll have to call them. I don't think they're there tomorrow. Yeah. I'll have to call on Monday and see if they can send and then it the last as soon as I receive it. I'll just have them send the other one straight to, dude. Sorry, dude. Yeah. No, no I'll just let me finish my train of news here. Yep. <laughs> uh, Cole Tollard wins big at the 2016 Summer Smackdown with JC Concepts. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm not sure what he did. Anyways, it looks like he did good. <laughs> I don't know what he did, but he did good. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't read through these articles before uh, we started talking. But that's ourselves. the best way to do it. <laughs> Because uh, here it is. Blue Groove Hobbies and RC Raceway is located in Des Moines, Iowa. This was the second year in a row for the Summer Smackdown. Dave Duncan flew from Orlando, Florida out to De- Des Moines, Iowa. Des Moines. Blue Hobbies <laughs> and RC. Des Mo- is it Des Moines? Yeah, it's Des Moines. Oh, thanks. Whatever. <laughs> Can't say this crap. <laughs> to represent <laughs> JC Concept, also to help all team drivers and others with tires. The track is an indoor facility with all pit areas and track being AC controlled. Yeah, AC. <laughs> Always a nice option with it being summer and over 90 degrees. Uh, the track was fresh layout. Da, 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 da. Friday doors open. Who cares? On Saturday, the doors open at 7 a.m. with a few late entries. Sunday, the doors open. Holy moly, that was a long race. Yeah, it was. Cole took off in two-wheel drive mod buggy and led every lap in A1 and A2 Taking the win with his JC Concept equipped team associated B6 lay down, rolling on gold dirt webs front and rear. Cole also did the same thing in mod truck, winning both A1 and A2 with his JC Concepts equipped team associated T5M running on gold dirt webs front and rear. In four wheel drive mod buggy, it came down to Cole and one other driver, both having one win and a second, so it came down to the combined laps in time. Cole ended up second with his JC Concepts equipped B443 rolling on gold dirt webs. So all in all, a good finish for a young man. Yeah, he's going to be turning 16 soon. Yeah, it's crazy. I know, it's right? Crazy. Yeah, he's Can't he's awesome to, to watch him. driving. Yeah, it's just somebody that we've met, and you know, it's pretty cool to be able to follow him uh, as he's doing things. And you know, when we pick this new stuff too, like it's just kind of. It's just random. You know, I, I mean, yeah, maybe there is some favoritism to certain people, like I said, that we've met and and know. But, you know, if it's something that is of interest, we're definitely going to talk about it. And Absolutely. If there's something uh, we missed that people want to hear us put our two cents in on, let us know. 
We've also been getting feedback on our music thing, and apparently people are liking it. Yeah, that's what I heard too, which is great. So, I think it's a pretty nice touch. And I even had all my stuff recorded for this, and then I had two windows open because I was proving a point to Matt, and then I lost it all. So I gotta do it again. Dope. I don't have my little sound bar up or I would have been doing the Homer. Do, do, do. So, yeah, so you made a mistake on your body order. That sucks, bro. Well, so basically what happened is, is on my desktop, and this is what I don't understand, okay? I logged into my Tower Hobbies account on my desktop Can computer. Can I stop you for a second? Sure. Were you doing it in a hurry? N- no. Hang on. Let me get to the whole story. Was so, it late at night? <laughs> no. Because that's what I do you, everything. I'm in a hurry, zip your and it's lips. late at night, and then I make a mistake. Right. Which, hey, <laughs> it's happened in the past. So I go to towerhobbies.com, and mm. let me preface that by saying the reason why I went to towerhobbies.com is because I had some very nice friends of mine that went to Axial Fest this year that sent me a nice little care package, and there were a couple of gift certificates to use from Tower Hobbies. So, of course, me not wanting to throw away free money, I absolutely are going to use them, especially with the exchange rate the way it is right now. Why would I not use $30 gift certificate to get some stuff? So I log into my account. I put the gift certificate numbers in. I pick out the stuff I want. Two new bodies, one for my 443, one for my B5M. I also then turn around and I grab uh, a three-gear uh, gearbox and the cover. That's all I want to get from them that puts me over the $50 limit so I can get $7 off that plus the $30 off. So total of $37 off. I'm a winner, right? Coming out, spending 20 bucks for bodies. Perfect. I log in on my cell phone to put the order in. <laughs> I log in to my tower account and it's not there. I'm like, oh, well, whatever. So you know what I mean? I type in J Concepts, silencer, body, B44.3. Enter, add it. J Concepts, B5, and then I select B5M under the list, which I'm positive it said B5M under the list. Add it. Don't even look at it twice. I then type in Team Associated, three gear, whatever, right? So I get the, mm-hmm. I, from there, that's where I get the tra- like the actual gear box. And then from the little list, like, you know, underneath, when you look at products, it'll show you related products. So I, mm-hmm. and then that's where I grab the gear cover out of. Not thinking anything of it. You know, I got my shipping here and we're sitting here talking. So, of course, I'm looking at some stuff and just trying to plan stuff out. And then I look and I go, mm-hmm. J Concept Silencer RC10B5 body. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, fidge. So, of course, I jump on J Concept's website and type in the product number. Sure enough, it's the B5 product, the 0272. I need the 0273. So, wouldn't it be awesome if the guy that picks it off the shelf made a mistake? And, and sent, sent me the B5M. You really need. Oh, oh man, dude, the odds <laughs> of that happening are probably slim to none. But yeah, well, listen here, Mister. I get a free gift from A Main Hobbies. And, I'm not uh, the only one, dude. I posted it on Team Associated Nation when somebody was asking about using A Main, mm-hmm. and another guy replied to my comment, being sent stuff too. So it looked like oh, there was sure. a slew of them that they just did. I'm, I'm, if I'm if I had to make a bet on how they do that, they probably run a report on their system of people that haven't bought for them in the last twelve months, mm-hmm. and they probably do a random sort of some sort, maybe by dollar value, maybe by order dates, maybe by order quantity, maybe they use spin wheel like they do on the raffle sites. I don't know. Well, they send new products that they just added to the website for the most part that have yeah. like been la- added in the last 30 days. 
Mm-hmm. So I got some CA glue from them, which worked out perfectly because I just literally threw out the last little dribble of CA glue I had left like nice. a month ago. So that yeah, worked yeah. out. And then they sent me that um, Viking design that's sitting over on my workbench uh, diff, like little workstation, which it'll hold your phone on one side. And then the other side, you can put your screws that come out of your diff and you can actually set the diff in top of it. It's, it's pretty slick. Like, nice. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to order one specifically just to give away uh, oh, on yeah. our show. Yeah. they're Dude, they are awesome little devices for hmm. what they are. They're 3D printed, which is awesome. I don't know if a lot of our listeners are into that, but I'm sure there are some. And, and dude, I'm telling you, if you know somebody that can help you design a product like uh, that would come out on a 3D printer good and you could print it and make sure it works right, you can use yep. this website called Shapeways, and they'll actually make mm-hmm. it for you. So you, you'd set up like a storefront on Shapeways. <clears throat> uh, one place I can think of is, uh, I believe it's called Knight's Customs. He, makes, he does a mm-hmm. ton of stuff for like the SC, uh, SCX10s, the Axials. Mm-hmm. But you can go on his storefront on Shapeways and order your stuff, and Shapeways will print it. And because that's all Shapeways does, you have other options. Like, you could design a part that, say, you want printed in aluminum, because mm-hmm. apparently they're able to do that now, and they'll print it in aluminum or stainless steel. Now, the cost of it is expensive because of the way it, what it is, but you can yeah, have yeah, that yeah. done, right? It's just it's wild, man. It's, it's wild to see what has happened in the industry in the last, like, two and a half, three years with 3D printing. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Mm-hmm. I agree. And the printers are coming down in price. Yes, they are. Big time. Which means we may eventually like have actually, one to mess with. <laughs> I was going to say, it's eventually going to get to the point where me and you could probably pool our funds together and start making our own stuff. Well, And you know what? I could think of a million and one things that we could make, and it's not even related to the RC industry. Oh, I know. They're, dude, the 3D printers just have such a, a huge, um, vast ability to, to, to do so many different things, even outside of RC. Same as like a tabletop yeah, yeah. CNC machine. Like I, I want, dude, in the future, I want to have a tabletop CNC and a 3D printer. So that, and then obviously I need to learn how to use the programs for it, but I don't think it's anything that's outside of our realm of abilities. No, nah, we'll figure it out. You'll figure and, it out and then show me how to do it. <laughs> or if you get really good at it, it, I'll say, dude, I need this. I'll draw a really crappy, <laughs> rap, crappy picture and you'll do it. <laughs> You just hand me what you want yeah. the piece to fit into. One of these, please. <laughs> I just need something that goes here. Make it and make it work. What is this? No, and you know what? And <laughs> the plastics that they're using too now are getting better too. Yeah. Like I've been kind of watching it. You know that it, you know at first things were like it was pretty crappy, right? Like you'd make something and you couldn't do really anything with it other than it was it was really cool to make like you know a desk ornament or a paperweight. You know because if you made it where it was actually functioning functional it would fail in the field. Like you couldn't make a new steering rack, you know what I mean, link for your for your RC car because it just wasn't strong enough. But I think mm-hmm. it's getting there now. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen I a agree. lot of guys. And the other thing, too, that uh, I've seen a lot of on Facebook, and I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head, but he live streams it all the time, is uh, carbon fiber. M- making, like, guys making custom chassis and all this stuff out of carbon fiber. Yep. And that would be cool to have a machine. And I'm sure if you have a, a, a tabletop CNC machine, you could probably get the end that will cut carbon fiber as well. Yeah, absolutely. I know Jason Snyder does it, like did it. Yeah, it's not. It wasn't Jason that uh, that I was watching. This guy was. Uh, next time I sit, I got to make note of it. So that we can kind of talk about it. But is he, is he a guy from um, overseas? Hit my Matt. Honestly, 
I have no idea. I might know I who you're talking to... about. Was he building any associated stuff? I think that's. I think that was it. Yeah. yeah. Then it's the same guy that I have. He does a lot of stuff with carbon. Was he making like a B6 <laughs> like chassis or something? I think so. Yeah. I think <clears throat> yeah. That's it's exactly probably the same guy I'm was. thinking of. It. I think I know who you're talking about. And he's got like his machines all water cooled and everything. Like as it cuts, it cools the carbon fiber. Mm-hmm. And so it's a pretty cool setup that he has, and I can only imagine the money that's invested. You know, I just wonder, like guys like that, like that's got to be like they must do something during the day as part of their job, and then they're just like you know after hours, if, they, if especially if it's out of their garage or whatever their workshop, you know, it's like oh, I'm in Darcy's, I'm gonna just try making this. And I think they even have like scanners now where you could, if you had the chassis, you could scan it like with a handheld type scanner or flatbed, whatever it is. And AutoCAD or whatever the software is will actually just get the dimensions of it. You might have to clean it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Like go in there and with a, you know, get the measurements of it from, from physical and then go in there and clean up the, the edges and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I don't know. It'd just be fun, but I can only imagine how much a sheet of carbon fiber is. Dude, actually, from Hobby King, is pretty cheap. And it's pretty good stuff, you figure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Tim's told me that he's, he's ordered it in the past, and he's cut parts out of it, not a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it works all right, eh? Just, just imagine, dude. I wouldn't have to buy the $30 front shock tower from my 443 every time I crack one. Wow. <laughs> but then... Think about, yeah, you're going to buy a friggin' how many thousands of dollars of a machine. Yeah, well, true. Very, very <laughs> true. $30 yeah. part. Yeah. You better be cutting a lot of those $30 parts, my man. Uh, no, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Sorry, I was adjusting my earphones. My ears were itchy. Yeah, I know. I was typing a message here to somebody here. Oh, nice. <laughs> just, just edit out that really long pause that just happened, and then they're going to hear us talk about the really long pause. And it's not going to be a really long pause. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't have anything else right now. Okay. I've just been doing lots uh, in my RC workroom here, cleaning up. And, my God, the stuff I've been throwing out. Just empty boxes. Okay, I was going to say, like, garbage, though, right? Like, actual garbage? Yeah, not yeah, no, not no, no, Mike's like, version of garbage, which is normally the stuff no, Matt will take no, home? No. Okay. <laughs> and then, as you know, I've been having problems. I've got a computer setup with eight hard drives in it and a, and a, a RAID controller that's got about uh, I don't know 10 terabytes worth of space and the damn thing's failing on I had one drive completely die I stuck in a it had a spare it keeps failing the rebuild so it I don't know anyways it's just ridiculous so right now I'm making a backup of 4.5 terabytes worth of data Onto a five terabyte USB hard drive so I can try and figure out what's going on with this thing without worrying about losing data. Uh, <laughs> well, the good news is it's all over here, isn't it? Well, not all of it. Oh, yeah. The are important ta- stuff? Are, like are we talking about the squeaky, squeaky and... stuff? No, not even that. <laughs> that, that there's even a co- that's even copied over because that, that's important enough. <laughs> <laughs> Can you make sure it's I have the, a link uh, to the access of that stuff, please? It's the 240 movies Oh, oh my that God. I have archived that I've paid for. I want to make it clear I've paid for them. Don't send people yeah. to my door because they have illegal movies. Don't make them dig out all the I, hard copies to show everybody. That's right. I buy them on iTunes and download them local. Give me a break, folks. 
learn how to work it. And, uh, what? So anyways, yeah, I don't want to lose all that. Right. And, you know, there's a bunch of other stuff too that isn't as important. Like if I lost it, it wouldn't be a huge deal, but you know, it's amazing. It is amazing how much just, you know, things that you don't want to delete that if you have the space to hang on to it, you can. And I'm at a point where I'm not ready to spend the kind of money on bigger drives, you know? Like I can get, I can get refurbished drives to put into this, like two terabyte drives for $57. And as soon as I jump to the three terabyte drives, it almost well, it doubles in price plus $10. And it's just like, well, no, I'm not going to spend $127 per drive, you know, just to gain that extra. Well, it still would be a lot because I'd be 50%. So I'd go from 10 terabytes to 15 but I don't need it because I'm only using 50% of what I have, right? So I'll wait for them to come down in price and blah, 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 blah. Anyways, a <laughs> little, bit, little bit of geek talk for everybody out there. Some of you are probably like, what is he talking and about? And then others are like, oh, that's child's play, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know Gino will appreciate that. And then Gino from Live Action RC. Yes. What up, Gino? What up? Yeah, buddy. And Dude, bro. And, and I guess we can actually make it podcast official that we are sponsored drivers for God Banana Racing Skins. Yes, we are. We are team drivers. For our friend, Mr. Rick Sefrut over at Gone Banana Racing Skins. I'm very, very happy to make that announcement here on the MBM podcast. Uh, I did uh, let everybody know on the previous show of the TSR because, you know, obviously I was super excited um, that, that you know, Rick has the the faith it's and belief in official. us. Yes, like it's, it's our, our first, first real, real deal. Like not a loose-ended, here's some stuff deal. And what's really ironic about it is, is we've treated Rick well regardless and we would have continued yeah to, absolutely right? like it wasn't like <laughs> nothing's changed other than he's made it official to us he's like no no i want you guys to be to represent my product which is awesome you know part it, of my team yeah. and that's like nice that's awesome yeah it, fe- it feels great you know, to, to to have that seal the really deal does. you know and and uh you know what i hope that uh you know moving forward we can kind of seal those deals with a few other people out there that we kind of already work things with you know Make yeah. it official and yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and you know, let's just uh, while we're talking about that, you know, the whole being a team driver, being sponsored, and all that. You know, a lot of people you get this impression that oh, you're a team driver, all of a sudden you're getting all this free stuff. No, no, that is not the truth. You know, no, you're doing There's, even more work now. Now you're getting a twenty to fifty percent deal, if that. You're having to do race reports. You're having to make sure that every word or everything that you do, no matter where you are, no matter when you are, is proper. And, 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 you know, you don't have that ability to, to, you know. Well, you got to represent the company. Exactly. In a a good way. And you're running a product irregardless. You have to run that product. And, and like, you know, when Rick said to me, he's like, thanks so much for supporting my products. Like, dude, it isn't hard to stand behind a product. That is that good. It's just not. It's not. Exactly. And I've said it before. Same as with, with CowRC. I use CowRC stuff because it's great stuff. It's not because I get yeah. it cheaper. It's because it's great stuff. I'd pay more for it if it cost more. Yep. Just the well, reality exactly. of it. You know? Like, it, 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 it's good stuff. It's another product that's not hard to talk about and say, yes, go get it. Yeah. Buy it when you oh, need exactly. to clean your cars. Buy it when you want to do this. Buy it for... It's not hard to say that. And that's... 
that's the big thing. I'm not going to take any sponsorship that's thrown at me or at the no. MBM podcast for that matter if it's a product that I don't think is good. Right? Well, we've always been that way with our with with our podcast, right? Is I mean, we just talk about the stuff we like and yeah. we've changed over time, you know. But we really have as we've you know, moved through different things and and whatnot. I mean, look at the whole servo situation. Yep. You know. I mean, we were pretty much what pretty gung-ho on the Protex stuff, you know, at one point. Yeah. F- you know, the Futaba ones were great, but they were m- just ridiculously expensive. That, you know, it's like, no, I'm not going to pay the same amount I just paid for my kit for a servo. And it's unfortunate that it's like that because Futaba makes a great product. You know, and then MKS kind of fell our way, and uh, we just, it was one of those, who cares? So look at the price. At that price, we can buy almost three for the price of one, yeah. you know? So we did it. Like It was like, well, let's just try them out. What do we got to lose at this point? Mm-hmm. And, you know, lo and behold, the product is awesome. The, you know, Thomas and the whole crew that he's got underneath him working. I mean, Kenny, it's just, yeah. it's been, yeah, it's been awesome. It is. You know? it, there, again, another product that's just been amazing, amazing. from the word go. And yeah. like I said, I've ran Spectrum servos. I've ran Protex servos. I've ran the Futabas. I've had one of those, mm-hmm. uh, what are they again? Have that you had one? a Savox? Uh, I did. I blew the gears out of it in one race because they were plastic <laughs> gears. So that's no knock on Savox, but I had tons of problems with it. I needed a capacitor yeah. right away when I put it in. Otherwise, it wasn't going to work. Like, <clears throat> So, I, you know what yeah. I mean? I'm not knocking them. You know, I know lots of guys use them and they believe in them. And that's great. You guys can believe in whatever you want. I'm not going to sit here and bash the products you use. Just like I wouldn't expect you to bash the products that, that we use. You know, everybody well, has remember, their own choices, right? I mean, remember the whole... I remember the line that was given to, to us, and I was even leery at first, I'm not going to lie, right? It was like, oh, what, what, you know, what is this brand? You know, what Chinese knockoff of what company is this? You know, and then it was like, wow, this is actually the opposite. I think everybody's trying to compete with these guys rather than the other way. And then, you know, once you realize how big MKS is in, in the helicopter scene yeah like that's where they really got off the ground in my opinion yeah no pun intended uh, (laughs) yeah no kidding that was a good one (laughs) you know but when you think about what they were doing making some of those ultra thin ultra small servos you know to control uh blade pitch and all that different stuff on those helicopters all they did was say there's a market in the in the car car industry yep we already make great servos. Let's take the technology we have. We don't have to make it any smaller. We can make them actually bigger, which is probably makes the whole situation easier. Because now you got, you know what I mean? You can put a slightly bigger motor in them, get a little more reliability out of it, and it was easy. And I will stand behind my comment. You will not buy an $80 or US dollar, we'll leave it at that, servo that performs like an MKS. DS12 series. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You are not, you are not going to beat it. I don't care what you buy. I will, in a heartbeat, put money on the line. You know what I mean? And I'm not even, we're not even, I'm not a sponsored driver by MKS. I have no deal with MKS, and I'm saying that, you know? Well, that's it, because they're, so. they're great servos. I just, I remember... I remember a racer coming up to me at, at one of the races oh. early on with the MKSs, and he come over and he goes, he goes, my Savox, my Savox servo's better. And oh, I looked yeah. at him and said, yeah. I, I said, okay. And I said, go back to your computer, and when you get a chance, 
I need you to look up and tell me how many guys are are doing as well in heli with Savox servos that you know as as MKS. I said when you do that, come back to me and bring me all that information because I'd be willing to. I, I want to see it. Mm-hmm. And well, he, he never came back and had a second conversation with me about isn't, it. Isn't isn't it ironic that how many na- big names are starting to become? Sponsored by MKS. Right. Well, we got guys like Joe Bornhorst, Mike Truey, mm-hmm. Kyle Johnson. Mm-hmm. They're, like the mm-hmm. list goes on and on and on. These are these are names it, pros huh. in the world. And and talking with Mike Truey, like he said, he's used a plethora of different servos in his career. Mm-hmm. And the MKS, like he said, and like everybody has said, he's never had a more precise servo. And that's it. The centering on them. It's yes. The centering. It's. You, you, when when you center that servo, it just that's it. It is what it is, and mm-hmm. I don't. I know it's all based on pulses and you know a slightly different voltage that makes it go left and right and how far and all that stuff. And you know, center from your controller is a certain wavelength of some sort. You know, and I really wish that uh, you know. There's a couple people that I would love to have a conversation with. <laughs> One of them is somebody that knows servos. Inside. I don't care from what brand or from where. I want the complicated servo, how that whole... Like, let's actually go back a step. How the con- your transmitter communicates with the receiver and into your electronics. Exactly. And I'm not talking about, oh, yeah, you know, it uses whatever. I understand it's a radio and it, the thing sends signals. And, but I'm talking about the nitty-gritty. Mm-hmm. The actual, what is happening, you know, and break that down into, I'm going to call it layman's terms, terms that I understand, you know, exactly how that is. Because that'd be pretty cool to know. And I know we've tried reaching out to Futaba and I don't think we ever got a response from them, eh? Uh, I don't recall. Yeah. Well, if anybody that's listening knows somebody at Futaba or Spectrum, Maybe we'd have better luck with someone from from Spectrum, you know, because they they sell radios, they sell you receivers. You know what? Let me let me send yeah. a message to Jason Snyder because I know he had mentioned somebody from Futaba to there me a while ago. So I'll find out who that person is, see if I can get a hold of them. It just I think it'd be a really good conversation, you yeah. know, to yeah, have absolutely. everybody have an understanding of what is going on, you know, and some of the challenges, you know, like. Obviously, back in the AM days, they had the crystals, and you had to make sure that people weren't on the same crystals. But, and you know, and, and going to the digital stuff has made that easier because there's a bazillion combinations, you know, to create that that link between your your transmitter and your receiver. But to do that, there's still a lot of technology that is there to establish that. Like, you know, once the communications is established, yeah, sure, it's good, but. Let's be uh, realistic here. We've all dealt with Bluetooth and cell phones. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's the same type of technology, just not as powerful. And, man, I have had some serious problems trying to get things to pair sometimes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, in the reality that our RC radios just work. Work. Yeah. Is awesome, you know? And actually, someone from Spectrum would actually be probably a really good idea because we could talk to them about the... The Android receiver, the what is it? The DX DX six R, six R, yeah. You know, and and see what challenges they had bringing that technology into the transmitter and making it work. Um, yeah, 
ideas for the show. See, we're coming up with them as we talk, Matt. Really? You writing this stuff down, bro? No, I never do. Figures. I got to listen to the whole thing over again anyway. True, true. What did you want me Lots to write down? watching this one. <laughs> well, multitasking, right? Uh, Trying to find other things so. that uh, might be of interest for us to talk about. Because the reality is, is this. We don't do a show outline. We don't. We no. sit down. No, no, no. And it's off the cuff <laughs> from the word go. You know, we, we try and bring up a couple news items to have something to talk about. Well, we've been, tr- we've been trying to get more structured. It's just, it's not how we work. It's no. not who we are, <laughs> you know? And, that, and, and, and if you want to stay true to why we started doing this again was because me and you would just talk about RC stuff. Yeah, wandering and, conversation. You know, it was like, yeah, you know, just like we just are doing, you know, and the idea was is let's let's put it on tape or, you know, on the interweb. Yes. Well, here we are. Why not, right? And I think with this one, we're just going to have this go into the interview and then just then do our little music thing. We're not even going to do a before and after. No, no, just... Uh, we're going to keep it super simple. Pretty much. Just, just for this episode, we did, and most of you guys know this, and you'll know it right away, is that we did these interviews on the same night. And like I said, it's the beauty part about podcasting. We're yeah, allowed we them backwards. To, to make, yeah, that was the best part. So we did the one with Eric first. First. No, 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 Bubba. hang on. We got to explain the whole thing. We did the opening okay. to the Bubba Bog show. Then we yeah. had Eric on. Then we had Bubba <laughs> Boggs on. And then we went in later and finished the Bubba Boggs one Bubba show. to post yeah. it. Now we sit here just to do the Eric one. <laughs> so coming to up finish, here shortly, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> you're going to get to hear the Eric uh, Reichart interview um, talking about the Von Nats, of course, sponsored by Team Associated this year, and uh, also all the other wonderful stuff we get into. And uh, yeah, I couldn't lie to you guys. I was trying at the beginning <laughs> of the podcast to play it off like we were just going to talk to him, but no. But you know what, though? We've been... <laughs> overdoing our commitment we've committed to one every two weeks yeah and we've been pumping these things out one a week yeah yeah Which and, I, and i don't mind know, the, the beauty part for us and, and everybody knows because like, i'm sure there's a lot of listeners that listen to ours that also listen to tim's and vice versa and a lot of people know that tim and i are on different time zones he's three hours behind me so when we start recording his show it's nine o'clock mm-hmm. locally for me. When we're done, it's normally midnight, and I have to be at work for five the next morning. So, for Mike and I to be able to sit down and do this pretty much whenever we want, because we're on the same same the same time, time zone, zone. Um, it makes things a lot easier to put out more shows more often. Um, and that's just the truth of the matter. If Tim and I were on the oh. same, if, man, we would be in trouble if Tim and I were on the same friggin' time zone. I don't think I'd get out of this basement <laughs> at all. Yeah, I could see him doing wanting to do one like every two days. Yeah, I know, and I think it's so so funny with him when when we first started doing. It, he's like, man, we might only do like ten episodes, and I won't have anything left to talk about. And here we are. <laughs> are you kidding me, Tim? Not have something to talk about? Yeah, right. I'm, we're no better sometimes. <laughs> we <laughs> no, I know. I just like teasing them more than anything. Hey man, the man uh, he's got the gift of gab and there's nothing wrong with that and and oh, lots does. of people find it entertaining and he's been a great source of information for me to learn new stuff and you know the amount that we talk about RC drag racing because you know he comes from there uh, I think that was You're a really obsessed with it. It's not that I'm obsessed with it, 
but I want to do it. Like, I think for us no, to I build know. a couple of like pro stock one cell uh, cars and find a parking hey. lot in the summer that's 132 feet, look, we can do it. Let's look at let's look at what we did with an RCAT with very little effort. Well, but that's my point. You know, and you imagine we actually sat down and and built like good Roy been, Anderson engineering cars and yeah. put you know two and a half turn motors in them and one cell like like i said i don't even care if we do that like we can build pro mods that run a two cell and you know a six and a half turn motor instead something that's maybe a little easier for us to i really really mm. like whatever that car is that tim posted with like the red flame job on it that that's his one cell pro stock car oh man that to me if i was gonna build anything like that mm-hmm. that's what i would want to that's what i want to build that. That's what I want to build. Oh, man. For next yeah. summer. We can get one of those. Dude, you can get those D, uh, DST1 Traxxas timing systems yeah, for like 50, 60 bucks on eBay. I know. So we pick I one know. of those up. We just, because you already have a Traxxas controller that has TQI in it, all mm-hmm. we got to do is pick up the adapter portion that goes onto the bottom of it that we can hook up my, like my wife's old iPhone to. And we yep. can get all of our reaction times and ET and all that stuff from the system. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. So it's, yeah. yeah like that's said. like a whole, that's just a whole world that we're not even familiar with. No. I mean, you are because you, you talk about it. And, and even then I only know like the bare surface of it, but I mm-hmm, think it's something mm-hmm. because you and I always strive to find something to do in the summer. That's fun. And I think this well, is it. All we need is a parking lot. We I can mean, run no prep. And, and I think we'd have a blast. You've with had it. a, you've had a busy summer there, my friend. Mr. I want to go hunting, I want to go fishing, I want to shoot guns, I want to go four-wheeling. I didn't do any of that I want to go camping. I went fishing twice. <laughs> You've been pretty busy, my friend. Not with that, just with everything else. <laughs> but this is something, dude, if we had them built. No, Like I on know. a Tuesday where I'm done at like 2 o'clock, we can go find somewhere to run. Well, you know, or because no, if I when I go back to work, I will be working. Okay, true now. Okay, well, so so Thursday nights, <laughs> you know, yeah, no, no, we can run out and do it. I mean, I'm I'm really hoping that RC stuff turns around locally here for us. And dude, never mind. Could you imagine can, if we could do this indoors in 132 feet on carpet? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you really don't need that big of a building. Just you better hope to God that it stops before you hit the wall. Um, <laughs> no. Um, I know that uh, a few of those guys. I know Todd. Uh, Soltero, we have to have him on, mm-hmm. dude. He is yes. he is a hoot, um, but he's had a runaway. John Schultz has had a runaway. At some point or another, all these guys have had a runaway that goes careening and slamming into something. So if we were indoors, we could just put some pads down at the far end, and at least it would just run yeah. into the pads. Make like a foam pit. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure John Schultz had his hit a metal container. Yeah, I think it, yeah, it was John. Yeah, yeah full tilt. Sun or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, a sea can, and it went. Ba-ding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it left a dent in it or something. Or, yeah, something about that. Yeah, but now for sure. But but yeah, but, you know, I just uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, this, this year's been a weird year. It's been a tough one. It really has. You know, you haven't had my me pushing you for motivation to do anything really RC related because I haven't really been up for it. Right. So yeah. And, and really it's something we started doing together. Like it's something that I wanted to do before you had kind of peaked interest in it, 
but well, it, it was yeah. the whole just, I don't have anybody to do it with. So how much fun is it really going to be for? And for how long is it going to be fun by myself? Yeah. So well, I didn't just do look it. At the whole RC thing, how that all started. Right? Well, but that's what I mean. I mean. I didn't do it. I didn't even know you were all that into it. And then all of a sudden, I was like, "Dude, we should buy these." And you're like, "Oh my god, dude!" <laughs> yeah, here, look at all my magazines. And then I sent you a picture of like a huge stack of magazines that I had. Yeah. The next thing you know, it's like, "Okay, we're ordering these ones." And then I'm like, "Oh, I can't afford that one." He goes, "Well, order this one. It's a little smaller." And then we get them, and I went, "I should order the big one." Damn it! <laughs> and ever since then, well, it was it's, a tenth scale. Eh? Yeah, it's I ordered a tenth, and you ordered uh, ordered an eighth. Yeah. No, we learned lots from those those red cats. And, yeah. Uh, like I said, I anybody that says that they're a piece of junk or they're not any good or red cats garbage, uh, I totally disagree. Totally. They disagree are great entry level RC, and the reality is, is with being as experienced with RC as I am now, I do realize mm-hmm. that if you get into that that particular brand as a start, you think it's a little overwhelming because you have to order red cat stuff and you don't know if this or that part's going to work, but. There's so many parts in RC that are interchangeable, irregardless of the manufacturer. Um, mm-hmm. That knowledge has now obviously is a little more easier to understand, and because having experience with TLR cars, Associated, Kyosho, you know the whole the whole gambit of different kind of cars, you get to see what these cars use for spur gears and this and that, <laughs> and, and you know, and, and you realize that nitro engines are pretty much universal; they'll go in anything. The clutch bells are you know, kind of based on the size of the engine you're running and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it, it's it's stuff you don't know when you first get into it. And, of course, we went freaking, you know, right into the deep end. We went to nitro. Like, we didn't even get into electric. We went yeah, well, nitro. Because, because we got into it right at that time. Right before lipos became very, very mainstream. The new thing. Nickel yeah. metal hydrates were, were still, you know, what, what everybody was running the lipos were just coming out and everybody was kind of doing okay so what do i got to do to change to a lipo yeah yeah right and then everything kind of had both nim and lipo you know what i mean for running for batteries like that i don't know it was we didn't even know what we were doing we were just (laughs) we were running blind man yeah and then i went and got that summit yeah that that wasn't a bad idea though and then I got, then I ordered the lipos for it, and you went and picked the lipos up for me. I had no idea how to charge them. I'm, I'm, I'm plugging oh, them in on top of your microwave in your house, trying to charge these things. It was oh my god. Oh yeah, it was so bad. <laughs> but you know what, dude? Do you remember we when didn't... I took the summit in your backyard at your old place that and I put it on the neighbor's side because the yeah, water was water. like six inches deep. Yep. You're like, what are you going to do if it dies know. out there? Be like, uh, yeah, I should bring it back now. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, the things we've done. Oh, know, well. Good times. We'll have it's more of those little stories. Though, well, it's a testament to just, when you really think about some of this stuff, like the stuff that's meant for, and we're going to use the word bashing as very loosely, right? Mm-hmm. It It's good for it. You know, the summits, the, the tracks, um, slashes, uh, you can hear my kid having a... She's giggling. Oh, okay. I was going to say, she's um, having a... Yeah, no, she's A playing. moment? Yeah. yeah I'm going to have a moment pretty soon, too. You know, any of the <laughs> stuff like that, that that is more geared to... It is racing, because they advertise. And, of course, they're going to use... You know, it does 45 miles an hour, and it does this, you know, as a marketing thing. But the reality mm-hmm. is, is... Traxxas doesn't really make an off-road race machine 
You know what I mean? Like you don't see anybody in the pro level running a Traxxas. Not anymore. Slash, Not anymore. You know, be, no, because the industry's changed. Yeah, right? because Traxxas got out of the racing scene um, yep. and, and went full no, granted, RTR. They left the hot bodies side to kind of. That was that's, a, that's HPI. Now, right? That's HPI, bro. That is HPI. Sorry, yes, I'm getting it confused. And HPI even was like that too, right? And they've kind of left the HPI side for bashing and the hot body the side, hot for, body racing, side yeah. for racing, right? Yeah, which that whole situation's changing. And I believe hot sure. bodies is going to continue on the way it was as being hot bodies. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's just, it's different. You know, I know Ty Tessman made yeah. an announcement that he's going to continue on with hot bodies and, and is grateful for you know the the previous uh, owners that ran the company for obviously giving him his his first sponsorship and and everything like that, which is good to know um, mm-hmm. that that it'll continue. That's for sure. It's just, it'll be interesting to see what happens over time. That's for sure. Yeah, that's another guy we got to get him and his dad on. Oh man, it'd be awesome to talk with his dad. I know. I really want to talk to his dad because his dad is the man behind. Uh, yeah, Ty. Yeah, but. We'll get there. Soon so. enough. It'd be nice to try and have them on before the Worlds. I just I don't see that happening. Yeah, I'm sure they're quite busy. Yeah. Yeah, especially but. getting ready to head down there. I know they're busy as ever at RC Tracks of Las Vegas right now, actually getting ready for the Worlds. I am not going to lie. I am very, unfortunately, disappointed that there is no way I can manage to get you and I there to witness it live and in person. I think it's going to be the most it's in las vegas what is vegas known for being over and blowing everything way right (laughs) so like who doesn't want to go to the worlds in las vegas like yeah i agree man i'll tell you what i agree i'm gonna be glued to my computer that weekend (laughs) i believe it too not gonna leave it but maybe we need to call mr housen what do you think yeah yeah (laughs) Hey, Brandon, you need a couple extra workers? Listen, we'll work absolutely no for free. We just need lodging and our plane tickets there. We'll pay for everything else. Our <laughs> and food flights. and that. We just need our flights and lodging. That's it. Send, send Eric to pick us up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, give us a place to stay, and we'll do whatever the heck it is you want us to do. That would so. be too much. <laughs> so, yeah. So this I think will that's be it, the right? last one before the big round table. Yep. Which is happening on the morning slash afternoon of the 18th. I think that's going to be fun. We got a lot of really cool people that we're going to get to talk to. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to definitely, like I said, be very interesting to get a very yeah. uh, broad perspective um, on a I'm couple of topics. Almost, I know it confirmed. We can we can toss a little stuff out there. I know we've got two wonderful ladies joining us. So you get their perspective on kind of the topics we talk about. We won't say who. We'll just leave it at one. One ladies. really, really, really big name. Yep. And then one up and comer. Yeah. Let's just say, uh, what's the big name? What is she? Uh, she drives what? She drives from Mugen. Mugen. That's it. I couldn't think of the name. I didn't want to say the wrong name. And and the others, uh, Kyosho. Yeah. One so eight scale. One ten scale. Inform- yeah. If that's not enough information for you to figure it out, well, you're just going to have to wait for the show. <laughs> that's all. So I think that'll be and it. We're also going to have a very special oh guest that nobody knows about either. Only me and you know, Matt. Oh, right. So that'll be a surprise too. 
So now the the, the, the cat's out of the hat half, 50%. Everybody cat's out of the hat? Why table. would you put a cat in the hat? Don't you put a cat in the bag? Well, whatever. <laughs> Depends. <laughs> you know, the cat in the hat? Cat in the hat? But yeah, that's going to be fun, so. Hat in the cat? Anyways, I'm going to stop talking now. <laughs> Sweet. So we'll get to the interview next <laughs> with Eric Reichart from the Finchage Off-Road Nationals. Oh, Sorry, I'm trying not to burp. That. I really, really wish that we could have partaked in that. Well, the problem but is, is it, it just. I think what we need is we need to find like a um, a very well-off individual who wants to pay our silly butts to go to these things. Yeah. To to yep, do what no, we do at them, I don't need to race at them. I just want to be able to attend them. Yeah, no, exactly. Be- because I know there'll be that. somebody crazy enough to hand us their controller at least for a half hour. <laughs> wow, look at Eric, what he told us, right? Oh, dude, did you, you did drove you his... pilot cars behind him? Yeah, did, yeah, no, I know. You, me- you remember, obviously, our friend Eric Jensen, right? Mm-hmm. Did you get to drive his stadium truck? Yes, like, very briefly. I did not like how... Sen- like, I was just like, okay, I can't do this. I was in love with it, dude. I wish all my cars drove like that. Like, you could just drive that thing with no regard for anybody. No, and when the corner came, you turned the wheels, and it turned. <laughs> But that's stadium truck, and I think stadium trucks are like that because of their stance. Maybe. I'd, like, I'd be interested to drive his buggy and see how his buggy drives. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, we might have that opportunity. We very well might. But all right, let's get on to that interview. We'll have more for yes, you sir. guys here very, very soon. Thank you again for listening to the MBM Podcast. Stay tuned for our interview with Eric. And then, of course, at the end of the show, our music. Once Mike re-records mm-hmm. his, and then I'll do mine. <laughs> And thanks for joining us as usual. Again, make sure you send us all the feedback that you, you might have for us. Uh, you can get us at the mbmpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at MBM Podcast Everything RC. We are now live and searchable on Google Play Music. MBM Podcast will find us. So uh, I'm pretty excited about that. It finally works. Yay! It's working now? Yes. What was the problem? Uh, what you said is just a wait. Yeah. I- yeah. Pretty much. I emailed them and they said, yeah, sometimes it takes up to 24 hours after we send you the active link before it's searchable. The other thing, too, uh, just to toss out there before we actually go, is uh, if you're doing this on the 14th, listen to the uh, interview and podcast with Bubba Bling or Bubba Boggs. Same thing. Uh, There is some contests that you can enter into. And, uh, yeah, so make sure you you do that because we'll give everybody till... I guess the end of the 15th kind of deal. So yeah, I think that's probably the best draws. thing to do. And uh, uh, Well, wait, what's yeah. the date today? Today is the 10th. Uh, so I'm going to need to release this on Tuesday then. Well, that's even better. Well, because I wasn't going to release it till Wednesday, but if you're saying everybody has till the 14th, then it's going to be a little difficult. No, 15th. They have till the end till of the 15th. The 15th. Okay, so I'll get it up on Tuesday. Give everybody two days. If you're new to the MBM podcast because uh, our wonderful friend Eric shared it, go back and listen to the episode with Bubba uh, Boggs on it, uh, talking about Bubba's bling, and you'll get all the details and information for the contest from that show. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. Thanks Sounds for joining good. us. That's we're, it. We're done. Yep, we're out of here. I'm hitting the uh, stop button. Oh, wrong mouse. Hang on. <laughs> awesome. Wait a minute. Later, guys. Oh, where's the most? <laughs> Are you looking for the ultimate traction for on-road or off-road carpet racing? Do you want to spend less of your RC budget on tires? Look no further than Gone Banana Racing Skins. At Gone Banana Racing Skins, we make custom foam tires that others simply won't do. 
We specialize in 10 scale racing foam tires, speed run, X-Max, 8 scale, quad buster, or any other RC rim that can be wrapped in foam. At Gone Banana Racing Skins, customer service and satisfaction is our number one goal. We stand behind our products and service beyond that of any other manufacturer. Gone Banana Racing Skins, doing custom foam tires others won't do. Okay, CMBM Podcast, we are back from our short little break with our guest. I'm sure Mike's probably laughing a little bit about that song because it's his fault I have that one on my on my system. Fortunately, it's the edited version, so it doesn't say any foul language, which is great. Uh, we Actually, have, I still did drop the F-bomb there. No, it blurred it out. Oh, did it? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't say it in that. I don't, well, anyway, if it did, big deal. Oh, people will get over it. <laughs> They listen to Tim's podcast that I'm on. It, yeah, it, there's always a fleeting expletive here or there. Always. Uh, we have our special guest on with us, of course, on this episode. Will be Eric. Is it Reichert? You know what? You got it right the first time, eh? Look at me go. Look at him throwing the A's in already. He's been uh, practicing his going, Canadian. Eh? I've been practicing. I've been brushing up on my Canadian all week. <laughs> Very nice, very nice. Um, for those of you that don't know, Eric is from the fame of places of like RC car action at one time. He's now with uh, RC Velocity. I'm going to say it wrong. Velocity, right? yeah. Velocity RC Magazine. Um, and of course, he is the man behind the Vintage Off-Road Nationals. This year sponsored by Team Associated, right? Yes, sir. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I'm going to be pretty good at this because I did this last night. Yeah, you, you, you kind of have a cheat sheet from last night. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. That's exactly <laughs> what I needed. But I'm not going to use it too, too much. Um, of course, for our listeners, Eric, that don't know uh, who you are, just give them a brief history of you and where, where you fit in in RC and your history. Okay. Well, it's, it all started back in 1986. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it really did start in 1986, but that's besides the point. Um, I actually started in RC beyond racing and enjoyment and friends and everything else. Um, I started at RC Driver Magazine when we started that up in 2003. Nice. Um, I was always friends with those guys when they were at Car Action. I've, I've known Greg since we were kids. We raced together and stuff and kind of helped them for a little while, and they got that going. And uh I moved on from there. I went to write for Extreme for a little while um, until they kind of went out of business and we parted ways a little bit before that. Um, I've worked at iTech RCD doing some marketing and stuff like that. I took a little bit of a break from things. I'm actually a graphic designer by trade, um, so I've always kind of done that as my day job and the stuff on the side for the most part. And then uh, about four years ago, I got offered a full-time job at Car Action, which was sort of my childhood dream job. Um, I kind of am fortunate in this fact that I grew up in an area where there aren't RC companies, but there are RC magazines. So that's sort of <laughs> where I entered RC, was by the good fortune of being in a very small, otherwise nobody would be here state. Um, and that's how I got into all this magazine business. Um, during that time, I was kind of an oval racer for a long, long, long time, and I still am. Um, I don't get to go racing as much as I wanted to, but uh, along the lines, I got into collecting old RC cars that I had when I was a kid or that I wanted when I was a kid, and um, 
when my son was born, I took a took a few years off of racing completely, and I had nothing to do, so I bought. Actually, a friend had given me an old RC10, and I was like, you know, it'd be really cool to make this thing like brand new again. And you know, lo and behold, there was eBay at, at my at my bidding, and I, before I know it, I'm dropping hundreds of dollars here and there. You know, and it was funny. I got to be friendly with the guy that I bought a lot of stuff from. And he says, oh, he says, you know, there's this little message board that we're on called RC10 Talk. And uh, I joined over there, and it was like a group of like 10 or 12 of us at the time. And, you know, we would talk literally all day at work. We'd be sitting there on the board posting things and goofing around and, you know, sharing stuff that we find and, you know, complaining about eBay auctions and stuff like that. And <laughs> it got to the point where, you know, after a couple of years of doing this, it was like a really tight-knit group of guys that was getting bigger and bigger. And, you know... I went down to my basement one day and I was looking around at my cars and I'm like, you know, I have all these really nice cars, but then I've got all these other cars that are, you know, not as nice that I needed like the one nice part off of, or, you know, I bought this thing cause I always wanted one and you know, it's, you know, a used car or whatever. And, you know, I, I'm sure we all have these kind of cars. Wouldn't it be kind of cool if we all, you know, it'd be cool if we like got to meet each other. So, you know, I kind of came up with the idea of like a, you know, like a meet, like, you know, like an RC 10 talk meet that we would all kind of get together and run some of our cars and, you know, maybe it was that we rented a track for a day, and the problem with my brain is I'm never kind of, and I will never kind of sit still on an idea, and about a month later, it was like, we're going to have a national race, <laughs> you know, and it was, you know, and before I know it, I've got to, like, all right, well, what, you know, we're going to make classes, we're going to make, you know, do we need to make rules, and, you know, and I had, I had traveled a lot for racing with Oval, you know, around the country and stuff, and I'd been to a lot of big races covering them for the magazine, so I'd kind of seen the good and the bad of big races. And, you know, I I, I thought to myself, well, I'm going to put money out for this, and we're going to do this, and people are going to, you know, want to come from other places, then I don't want it to end up being something that goes away, like a lot of them do when they start heading, you know, towards trouble. And, you know, I, I didn't want people to have something where there was controversy and arguing and things like that, so... I kind of came up with the idea of like, well, you know, if you look at the root of most controversy in racing, it revolves around rules. So my first rule was no rules. So, you know, <laughs> um, we kind of came up with we're not gonna we're not gonna tech, we're not gonna make rules, we're not gonna, you know, use spec speed controls or this thing or that thing that's gonna have to be checked, and this guy's cheating and that one's not, and you know, all that. So we kind of just came up with some quick guidelines. It's, you know, basically the, and that was how the vintage off-road nationals was born way back in 2008. And, uh, you know, we kind of started off, we said, okay, well, you know, where's a good way to, to divvy these cars up? And, you know, I kind of looked at the timeline of RC that I had known and it was, you know, around like 1994 that things started to really change towards what cars were in 2008. So I said, all right, well, why don't we do 1994 as, like, an arbitrary number? And, you know, that was also sort of when the RC-10 went away, and that was sort of the big one. It still is, but it was always sort of the big one then. And that was when the RC-10 got replaced by the B-2 and stuff like that. So I said, all right, that's a good cutoff. So we made it at 1994, and the first year we had the race, we said, oh, we'll just do stock motors because these cars are old and fragile and there's not parts. So we'll just do stock motors, and, like, you know, brushless was new, so we'll do 17.5, and... We'll keep it kind of slow so people aren't smashing old cars they don't have parts for, you know? Right. And beyond that, the only other, like, if you want to call them rules or guidelines or whatever, the only other sort of guidelines we have are just towards an effort of making it simple and easy to run your cars and not have to worry about things breaking or shutting off or 
blowing up or, you know, not being able to be replaced and stuff like that. So it was just sort of an ease of use thing. And we came up with a nice little set of, like, simple ways of doing stuff, you know. And uh, after that first year, we, we learned a lot. You know, it was funny because, you know, we made up classes and, you know, we had, you know, two-wheel drive and four-wheel drive buggy and we had a stadium truck class and we had a monster truck class. <clears throat> and then we had a, a what's, you know, called the classic class, which is, like, for the Tamiya-type cars, like all the plastic chassis, you know, entry-level cars and stuff like that. And the funny thing was, while the, you know, the the two-wheel drive buggies and the, the trucks and stuff like that were fine with, you know, brushed motor, you know, brushless motors or, you know, stock motors. The Tamiya cars were geared so differently, like the transmissions were made so differently that everything was just, like, boiling hot and burning up. <laughs> at the time, I, for some reason, I insisted that I was going to still run brushed motors, and I, I must have gone through it. I mean, anybody that was at that race could tell you, I went through at least a, a dozen and a half stock motors that weekend. <laughs> Just pouring smoke out and, you know, burning my fingers on everything. And I, I just, I burned through them. <laughs> and it was like, it was a good way of getting rid of all my junk motors, I guess. But <laughs> so, you know, we said, well, you know, we left that year. And I said, well, you know, something's got to change. You know, that's not going to work. And, uh, you know, I remember that to me, it made the little sport tuned motors, those little black can sport tuned motors. Yeah. And they were quicker, but they're not, you know, 27 turn fast, but they're pretty cool. And, they were made for these cars, and I reached out to Tamiya, and they were really helpful and you know, kind of talking about the problems we ran into, and you know, they kind of agreed too that you know, like you could put those kind of motors in those cars, but to race them for you know eight minutes at a time is tough, you know. And so we we tried the sport tune motors, and they worked awesome. And so for the second year, we made the adjustment that Classic became a handout motor class that you get the. When you enter, it's a little bit more money, but you get a, a free Tamiya Sport Tune motor to go in your car. So everybody has the same motors. They're not the best thing in the world, but they're not the worst thing either, and it kind of keeps everybody even, you know? So basically beyond, you know, we tried a new class here, or we added a new class there and got rid of something else, it really hasn't changed very much, you know, and that's kind of what's cool, and, you know, we're, we're heading into the ninth year now, and... I have yet to have a single argument, a single controversy, or a single problem yet, and that can't be said by anybody else. <laughs> you know, and it's, I, you know, I, it, that's something I think Roar and all these other guys really should look at. Of like, well, why are, why are we having such problems with you know arguing and rules and all this kind of stuff, and they're not, you know? Well, I think I think that's a, simple. I honestly think that's a much bigger, that's a bigger conversation than I think we even have time for. <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's be quite honest. Yep. What kind but, of? I mean, at the, end, it's, at the end of the day, it's it's a simple principle of keeping it simple. You know, we just it's it's about having fun. You know, nobody's there to you know to. Uh, this is not a marketing engine for a sponsored company. You know, it's a bunch of guys that are into something mutually that they enjoy and, and love and have loved for a long time, and that's why it's you know about the history and nostalgia of it and. I get guys that come there and want to win the race, and I get guys that come there that don't even want to race, you know. And people bring their own, st you know, bring their own stuff to give away as door prizes and hang out. And you know, for some people, it's just a big, you know, big swap meet, and other people, it's like a serious race. But everybody's there under the same, you know, common passion for what we're doing, you know. And that's what's kind of cool about it to me is that you know, it's it's a race and it's an event and it's a swap meet and it's all these different things all in one weekend. Nice, Mike. You had something there. Yeah, I was going to ask him, like, what kind of uh, number of entries are you getting? So people-wise, I generally get about 50 people, but 
the thing is in the past years with six cla- for having six classes, most people race three and four classes. So right. we get a lot of entries, you know, it's, it's, it, it doesn't fill out the, you know, the pits aren't jammed with people, but it's, the track is definitely very busy and there's a lot of heats. So, um, we do pretty good with it and we have a really good time. Um, you know, one of my big things with it too is, you know, not only does, you know, everybody come in and have a good time, but everybody gets a t-shirt, everybody goes home with a door prize, everybody in like good door prizes. And, you know, I get a ton of stuff, you know, it's my belief. Everybody should come home with something. When is so, that again? <laughs> Mike, Everybody wanna, comes home with something. You want to go on a trip, Mike? <laughs> and how do you choose the location uh, that you're going to run these at? So I've had this race at three different locations. Um, when it first started up, uh, there's a track nearby in, here in Connecticut called RCHR. It's still around. Um, and it was two friends of mine that partnered together and started a track, and they named it RCHR after the famous track that used to be in California in the 80s. And uh, I thought it was a really, it was a really perfect timing because it was something where two of my friends were starting up something that I wanted to help them get behind and, and push and get it going. And it was like the vintage name. It was the whole thing. They were both into vintage, vintage cars too. And it was just sort of the perfect storm of, you know, the right time and place to have something like this. And we had it there for a bunch of years. And then um, we moved it. I had a lot of people kind of asking me to, you know, it'd be nice if we did something outside, you know, on like a loose dirt track outside in the, you know, in the summertime maybe. But So I kind of heard people, and, you know, I belong to a dirt oval club here in Connecticut also, and they had this other space, and they had some dirt, and they'd always kind of talked about maybe putting in like a little dirt off-road track, and it just happened to be about the same size as the track that I started racing on when I was, you know, 12, and... So when they finally got that together, I said, you know, okay, we'll do it out here then. So we did it outside on, at, a, it's called Bethel Race Arena. Um, they don't have the off-road track anymore, but we still have our dirt oval there and stuff. But we did it there for two years. And then it, the thing with doing it outdoors is, you know, the wet, people, I don't know if it's the same way up where you guys are, but, you know, they always say in Connecticut, if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. <laughs> and the weather here is just so crazy all the time. It can be 90, you know, like this, you know, the past couple of weeks, it was 90 degrees with 100% humidity. And then we had a week where it was like 75 degrees and raining. And then it was 85 degrees again. And then like today it was like 70, you know, so it's just all over the place. And, you know, I kind of picked September because that's the nicest time to be here. And it's my favorite time of year here, but it was always sort of a, a very tense thing for me is like if it's going to rain and stuff like that and you know i used to rent a, a tent that was big enough to cover the track it was like a 100 foot long tent you know and i would have it rented in reserve so that if i needed it they would deliver it we'd put it up and we'd have it for the rainy weekend you know and race under a tent which would, i thought would have been kind of cool and the two years that we did it there i never needed the tent you know thankfully <laughs> but um at the same time it was just sort of that panic and you know, I started getting feedback from some guys that used to come that weren't coming anymore from, you know, Ohio and out west and stuff like that. And I said, you know, what's going on? You guys don't want to come out anymore or whatever. He says, you know, he says, I love coming out, but, you know, I can't afford to come out there and have it rain out for the weekend, you know. So it, it's just it's too much of a risk. And right. Between between the risk for the racers and the risk for me, it was just, so you know what? Maybe we try and find another indoor place. And, uh you know, a great buddy of mine, Lester, owns uh, Wilcott Hobby and Raceway in Waterbury, Connecticut. Um, he and I have known each other a long, long time. Um, 
you know, we used to, we do all the photo shoots. We did all the photo shoots at RC Driver, and a lot of photo shoots for car action are done at his outside, at his outdoor track all these years. And, you know, so we all have a really great working relationship with him. He's always done a really awesome job with all his tracks. And he had just opened this indoor track and, you know, put it in there the year before. And so it was kind of the same thing. I said, well, you know, maybe this will help him kind of get this going. And, you know, so I approached him three years ago about doing it there. And, he was he was all about the idea and it was perfect i mean it's got climate controlled pits you know there's air conditioning in there it's all carpeted and clean he's got you know somebody one of the kids that races there his mom is a really great cook and she sets up a food thing so we have food there and you know he's got a full hobby shop and he's got the indoor track and it, it it was it eliminated all the stress you know and it just it it made it like a really great place for this thing you know I, <laughs> after that first year i looked around and i was like you know what? I was like this is where i'll probably have this for the rest of my life <laughs> you know, so so yeah, that's where it is now. So yeah, we've had it a couple different places though, and it's been kind of interesting the different people that come, and then the different kinds of cars you see, that, you know, depending on where it is or what kind of track it was. Right. Hey, Mike, doesn't uh, doesn't what he was telling us there, Matt? Doesn't that sound so familiar to uh, what we did at the casino there? Yep. Just this past year. <laughs> yep. Hey, hey, bro. Uh, yeah. Two hundred forty-four dollars per person round trip from Detroit. <laughs> Just saying, we need a sponsor. Yeah, the problem is we don't have any vintage RC cars. Oh, that's okay. I have plenty of cars. I got plenty of cars. Did you not look closely at that picture he posted last night? Have you not ever watched us or listened to and what we talk about? How much stuff we hit with our <laughs> RC cars? That's okay. Do I just want to set a record. Any better? I, I just want to <laughs> jump one really far. That's it. But uh, Let's do it. Just give me a, a <sighs> ramp. And when is it? Uh, the race is September 16th to the 18th. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I got cars ready to go if you guys want to come yeah. down. Hey, here's a question, Mike. Do you think the drive to Idaho or no, uh, Iowa, Iowa is closer or Connecticut? I don't know. Probably Connecticut. No, Iowa. Connecticut is four is hours it? further away. Oof. Yeah, 14 hours. So we would not. I would not be driving that. I would fly. At that, po- at that yeah, point, no, you got to be fly. fly. I would drive the five hours down to Detroit. Airport, park my vehicle, get on a plane, fly there. Yeah, yeah no you know kidding. what, too? Because to get to Connecticut from there, you have two choices. You either have to go underneath the Great Lakes or over the Great Lakes. And both right. of those rides are boring rides. <laughs> I don't know. I like going under when you go from Windsor to Detroit through the tunnel. It's kind of fun. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool stuff, though, that you got going on. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. I remember you know when associated. Go ahead. Well, so Associated did a re-release of the Gold Pan. So if yep. somebody has one of those, does that fit into, like, is that, that fine to run? Because even though it's just... It sure a, does. Okay. It's actually, it's named after, I mean, it's it's kind of funny that this all, you know, I said last night, on, you know, with Matt, but uh, you know, my life is at times kind of surreal. And um, when I was at Car Action was when they were working on that and, you know, we gave them, I gave them a lot of feedback, and they had, you know, reached out to a lot of my friends that are in the vintage community, and we all kind of worked together, and they did a killer job putting that car together, and they named it the Classic, and they named it the Classic because that's basically what it races in, you know, at the vintage off-road nationals. The, the way it comes out of the box, the original 1984 version of the car, you know, with the short arms and the little tires and the, you know, and all that, it races in the vintage class, in the Classic class. And, uh, you know, then what we do to do is, like, we have the two-wheel drive class, which is, you know, highly modified ones, 
um, with the longer arm suspension. People make their own stuff. They're you know bolting on B4 hubs and stuff like that to get modern tires on them and stuff like that. And I, that was really sort of when they re-released the world's car. That was sort of like their you know you know that you could buy an RC10 and race it in two-wheel drive. So. It, it's not, you know, it was not like let's make this for Eric's race, but it's kind of neat to see the influence that this race has kind of had on that stuff. And you know, that year that they came out with the gold pan car, they had the they had an exhibition class at the Reedy race for them. And I was, you know, I was at home watching it on my, you know, we hooked up my computer up to uh, the TV and we were watching it on live RC. And I was sitting there with my wife. And I said, you know, it's kind of crazy to see this stuff going. And you know, it's it's I I don't completely believe that it's you know all my fault, but you know, I realized that, you know, that I may have played some sort of part in this happening, you know, and that to me is really cool that I could have done something that's now out west at the Reedy race, you know, mm-hmm. and, they're, and they're doing that, you know, and that's, that, that to me is, I've always wanted to leave some something behind with this, and that to me is good enough, <laughs> you know, that it, even if it's not accurate, if I believe it, that's cool. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Hey, trust yep. me, Mike and I have those moments when we're not recording. We say, hey, I wonder if blah, 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 blah is blah, 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 blah because of us. <laughs> yeah. It's not even it that. It does happen. Just... I mean, these guys, you know, they're, they're enthusiasts, too, and they listen to our podcast, and they follow the same groups we do on Facebook. And, you know, I put up news about the race, and guys from Associated like it and, you know, and stuff like that. And they've got RC10s, and they race them, too. And, you know, they're into this, too. And, it's you know, it's, it's not even just at, our, at Associated, but other companies, too, where these guys are... They're old racers and old RC guys, just like we are, and that's kind of the neat thing about this is that it, it's not—it's not the same as like crawling or monster trucks or racing or whatever you're into. It's—it's it's something that kind of spans everybody in this hobby because it's—it's it's sort of all-encompassing of what this hobby started from, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, me and Matt have had uh, lots of conversations about trying to hold like a MBM podcast-sponsored race, you know, to. I think we just need to find a track that's already set up. Yeah. Well, and the idea is that we bounce off each other too, I think, though, or get to be quite unique, you know, and (laughs) if it takes off, it'd be, it'd be pretty cool, you know? Yep. You know, the thing is, there's lots of races these days, you know, even, even a long time ago, there was a lot of races, but now it's, everything is so out in the open with the internet and Facebook that, you know, there's a bazillion ways you can be a champion of something. You know, and you, if you have an mm-hmm. A-scale buggy, you can race anywhere, anytime, any level you want. And I, I really think that something like this, you know, where it's a, it's a unique event, it's not an eight-scale off-road race. It's not a 10-scale, you know, electric sedan race. It's it's not your standard issue everywhere else. You know, it also happens everywhere else kind of race. That I think that's what really people find the most enjoyable about it. So do you do you do you race cars uh, other than the vintage ones or? I do actually. Um, I still race oval. Most of my oval friends will tell you that they haven't seen me in a year. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I <laughs> you know, one of my favorite one of my favorite track owners I ever met was also one of our oval guys, and he used to always get on the mic and say, "Okay, everybody who's racing or attempting to race." Well, he was talking to me when he said attempting to race. But, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I race dirt oval and I race pan cars and we have SK cars, which are, uh, like open wheel modified cars and they race on carpet. Um, and then my son and I have also taken to two wheel drive, 10 scale off-road racing in the winter time. We race at, you know, we're at, at, uh, Wilcott hobby and raceway. He is, you know, Friday night racing and it's perfect. I pick up my son from school. I have all the cars in the car. We go there. 
Lester buys pizza for everybody, and we hang out, and we're done by 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, and we have the whole weekend to ourselves. Oh, nice. So it, you know, it works out perfect. So, yeah, I, I do some off-road racing. I do some you know, oval racing. I do some dirt oval racing. I do some vintage racing. Um, you know, a little bit of this and a little bit of that, I guess, you know. What are you doing October 21st and 22nd? <laughs> what am I doing October 21st and 22nd? I don't know. Yes. I have a feeling like I'm coming to Canada. No. No, no. You can meet us in Muscatine, Iowa. <laughs> in Iowa? You know, yeah. Never, of all the states. <laughs> I've never been to Iowa. I'm not even going to lie. We're, we're going there the home for, of Slipknot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is, it is too. I love Slipknot. Yeah, me too. So do I. But no, there's uh, the, the um, Rick Seffrud there from Gone Banana Racing Skins is holding a yeah. uh, indoor carpet race there. Carpet off-road? Yeah. Yes. That's pretty wild. It's going to be yeah, a Gone Banana Racing Skins where, challenge. Yeah, cool. and it's close to where you are, and while well, we're making... The close to where I am. Journey. I don't know if Iowa is close to where I am. Are you kidding me, Mike? Connecticut's on the east, east coast. I'm, it, I'm, you said it was a... Oh, because it's the other way. I'm about Never 45 mind. minutes from New York City. <laughs> yeah, so it'd be just as far for him as it is for us. Yes, probably. I, I, but I don't. Maybe I wouldn't have to drive it. I'll, I'll say. I'll put it this way: I graduated high school, and I couldn't tell you off the top of my head where Iowa is. I know it's in the <laughs> middle somewhere. It's but, in the middle. It's just below Wisconsin, kind of beside Illinois. Okay. Yeah. All right. I know where that is. That, that's why I didn't know where Connecticut is, and you can't even yeah. say anything for that because I'm no. Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that, no, when, bro. When, Don't put when, us in that hole. No, when when you said he was only four, it was a four hour difference. I was thinking it was only four hours for him to get to there. Oh no, no, no! Not realizing that he's actually like he's on the four other hour. Side. Well, I don't know. Hang on, I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Actually, I'll be able to. I'm looking it up too. Actually, out of my own curiosity, how far away <laughs> is Muscatine? Yeah, it's a ten hour drive Muscatine for us. So. Wow, sixteen and a half hours. Holy, you're better off to fly. Yep. They have, yep. let's put it this way, I'm on Google Maps, they have the, like, driving thing is 15.45 and 16.5, and, and then they have just a curved line, it's a three and a half hour, it's almost a four hour flight. Yep. That and makes they, sense, right, Google Mike? Maps, actually, when does Google Maps ever put an airplane ride on, the, he, on their direction? They started doing that a long time ago, it's really, really cool. Really? Dude, I have yep. never seen that in all the Google mapping I do. He can <laughs> fly from Hartford, Connecticut to yep. Il- Illinois, or, sorry, Iowa, or wherever, yeah, Illinois, yeah. Faster than it would take us to fly there. Well, yeah, because we had a layover, though. Yeah, layover. We'd have to go De- to Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. Detroit's. Detroit's. Have you ever been to the Detroit airport? Yeah, I did when I went to Vegas. It's like from the future. It is the coolest place <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> there's, there's like these walkway things that you can stand on, Mike, and it, they just yeah, kind of zoom like, you along. And if you walk yeah. on them, you go even faster. Faster. And yeah. they have like, and they have like these like futuristic tram trains that i don't even know what those things go to because it's all one building there's not other buildings there <laughs> but they have like a future train yeah you get on and a train the, and it takes you to a whole other wing of the i guess well, because yeah. because the airport's only so, really that big yeah. right and there's yeah. like fountains that shoot out of the ground like over where you walk and there's it's it's crazy <laughs> it's it's the craziest place i've ever seen but it is so cool i actually got wow. stranded there <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool that i got stranded so it sounds enough, like a, it sounds like a pretty good place to get Wisconsin, stranded I had gone to uh, to the Torque Series off-road race up in Crandon, Wisconsin, and on my way back, I was supposed to go down to, you know, I had to drive down to Green Bay and catch my flight, and I was supposed to have a layover in Detroit, and then uh, or a layover in Chicago, and then fly home and be home by like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. 
And I got up that morning nice and early, and I'll preface this with, I am no good without coffee. And I got up, and I looked at my thing, and I said, okay, 10 o'clock. i got to be there at 10 o'clock, you know, or whatever it was. I looked at it, it said, like, 11 o'clock. So, okay, my flight's at 11 o'clock. I'll leave here, like, 8, drive down to Green Bay, get on the plane. I drove down to Green Bay. I dropped off my, my rental car, and I'm in the gift shop, you know, talking with the lady, and I bought a cheese head thing for my son. And I'm hearing what I thought was my name, but who could possibly be paging me? <laughs> and uh, so I said, well, i got plenty of time. I, I go strolling up to the gate, and I said, I'm here to check in for my flight. And I said, your flight just closed the doors and, and left the gate. He says, we've been calling you. I said, no, my flight's not until... And, and, and as I said that, I pointed at what I thought said 11.15. My flight was landing in Chicago at 11.15. So I had read the thing wrong, and now I'm stuck. And so they... They were nice enough, and I, I, I'd love to give them a plug, but I don't even remember which airline it was. Put me on another plane, flew me to Detroit. So I get to Detroit, and I spent the entire day there. I finally got some sort of flight out of there at like 11 o'clock at night, but I spent the entire day there. Oh, my God. Oh. So just in case you ever find yourself in the Detroit airport stranded like that, and you're wondering what, what could you possibly do for like 12 or 13 hours, well, I can tell you that you don't. There's no need to start at one end of it and pace it out and measure the floor tiles and then count how many floor tiles long it is and figure out that it is exactly one mile long, because I already did that for you. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that, that's I measured out one of the. I measured out one of the floor tiles and then as I walked, I counted floor tiles. I didn't take the moving sidewalks. I walked the entire thing end to end. Got all the way to the gate at the end, figured how much, how big the carpet tiles were, figured that part into it, added it all up, and it came out to be 5,700 feet long, one mile. Oh, my God. Could you imagine me in security watching him going, what the hell is this guy doing? <laughs> Looking straight I down, <laughs> concentrating. <laughs> you know, Completely sunburned from being at an off-road race all weekend. Oh walking around it the sounds airport exactly counting. like what we would do. Yeah, I don't have very many <laughs> memories of the Detroit uh, airport other than the fact that I just wanted to get on my flight and come home because I was passing kidney stones coming home. Oh God, that that's, sucked. That's way worse. <laughs> and yeah, then and yeah, then we're sitting there waiting, and they come on the little thing going, uh, "Excuse me, if you're on flight, we have two more passengers than we do uh, seats, and if you are willing to give up your," and I looked at my wife and said, "We are not staying no here." <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was fun. So Detroit Airport fun fact, one mile long. One mile long. <laughs> Look at that. Learn something new every day. So, yep, Eric, day. I, I, uh, I guess we're not good. Averagely, we're not as long-winded as Tim anymore. Uh, so, of course, if you have anybody that you want to thank or special shout-outs or anything like that, we'll go ahead and give you an opportunity to get those. Well, I do. I, you know. First of all, I'd like to you know thank Team Associated for sponsoring the race this year and bringing it so making it possible for everybody to come out here and have a great time. Uh, we have a lot of great sponsors this year too for our classes. Um, we have the Tekken Two Wheel Drive class. We have High Tech Four Wheel Drive class. We actually have a Facebook group, Old School RC, sponsoring the Stadium Truck class. Um, we have Race Tech Motorsports sponsoring Heavy Metal, which is our Monster Truck class. Kyosho sponsors our Classic class every year, and they do a great job with door prizes and stuff. And then we have Tamiya sponsoring our brand new class, which is our wheelie class, which is uh, lunchboxes and midnight pumpkins and all the you know, wild lilies and stuff like that. You got to look those up, Mike. 
Yeah, I'm gonna have that. To. That I'm telling oh. you that that is a class. Do you know if there's gonna be any broadcasting of this, like on live RC, even just from a stationary webcam? Yep. So that's the other cool things that we've got going on. And the other people I have to thank is uh, J Concepts. J Concepts sponsors our Concours every year, and Jason donates pretty cool prizes to you know give away for our, our winners for Concours. And um, this year we actually do have live RC helping us out too. Um, we're gonna have basic broadcast on there for the you know webcam watching the track so people can go on live rc and watch for free and then we have a special guest announcer for the weekend we have gary guest who's one of their uh on-air personalities you've seen that awesome awesome yep. so you'll be able to check it out don't worry mike i'll let you know when those lunch boxes and that are racing so that we can check it out yeah and then you're gonna say you to me should, we uh, have to do this that class is gonna Dude, be the coolest how fast I, do you think I, am, we... I am not more excited for anything other than that than <laughs> class <laughs> I know it's not much, but uh, Matt, how fast do you think we could get him a T-shirt to give away? Uh, like an MBM podcast shirt? Yeah. Oh, easy. If the if the race isn't for what two more weeks? Two more weeks. Yeah, we got lots Even of time. Canada. No, it's it's going to come out of Texas. Okay. Our friend Ed Edwin Hartman over at Dutch Oven Designs does him. all of our shirts. I know him. Yep. And you know awesome. our friend, you know cool. our friend Casey Brake too. I sure do. We we were talking about Casey last night too. Yes, we were. Casey and I have been actually talking about doing some <clears throat> other little ideas that he and I have got brewing. So, yeah, he tells us all the time. That. Yeah, he tells us about it all the time. He kept on going <laughs> at at his last race. He's just going on and on and on. He's like Von Nats, Von Nats, Von Nats. It's like, oh my god! <laughs> it, it actually got to the point where it was like, hey, Casey, if you say that word one more time, I am going to drive my ten want. scale buggy into your ankles. <laughs> I can't afford <laughs> any more RCs, bro. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> he can say it all he wants. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, eh? <laughs> no, but let's uh, let's do that, Matt. Let's okay. uh, find out. Yeah, I'll get a hold of Eric and, uh, and an address from him, and I'll get a hold of Edwin, and we'll awesome. yeah, we'll we'll get an uh, extra. I know it's not much, but uh, it'll be good for you, good for us, and that's what we're all about. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, uh, Eric, if you have any like um, like logo uh, artwork, oh, yeah, like s- send it to me, and I'll send it as well to Edwin, and I'll have him put it on the shirt as well. Oh, that'd be really cool, like a like a vintage off-road nationals edition MBM T-shirt. Yeah, 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 buddy. Yeah, yeah, like it. That's fancy. And, and, and we can make it so that we there. If anybody wants to order one, they can. All they got to do is get a hold of Dutch Oven Designs, tell them that they want that shirt, and uh, he'll make it and ship it to them. Cha-ching. That is too cool. Cha-ching. Yeah. Sweetness. Not for us, but <laughs> <laughs> no. But hey, <laughs> no. All we care about is word of mouth. That's our uh, that's biggest exactly thing it. over here. Yep, that's that's everything. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing this. I've been plugging away at this race for this is the ninth year, and it goes on really. No- I've I've tried every little way of getting exposure for it, and word of, word of mouth is the most powerful thing. Yep, it truly is. Yep. Right on. Well, Eric, of course, thank you very much for coming on the MBM podcast. I'm sure we'll have you on again in the future to talk about other stuff because, you know, yeah. some of the conversations that we had uh, yesterday on, on Tim's show um, were, were, were great in themselves. And you have a very, very keen um, opinion and, uh, and thought process behind the, the world of RC. So maybe we'll try and plan something where we actually have a discussion show where we, we just discuss some hot topics, as we'll call them, in, in the RC industry because... You know, yeah. you, t- you touched on one with the whole, you know, why is those things so difficult with Roar and stuff like that. And I, I think, like I said, that's a show in itself, just getting into oh, that, some of yeah, the problems. That's, yeah. That's an amazing conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah well, yeah, hopefully no, we can... Uh, anything you guys ever want. 
Yeah. Unlike we always like to try to uh, figure out a way that we can all meet and uh, do stuff like that. So. Yep. Well, you know, I mean, we're going to do the race. If you guys want to, you know, hop a flight, and uh, we got some other things that we're working on for the future up with Casey, and I got some other plans for next year for the tenth year of the Vintage Offer of Nationals. And yep, that might be might the one there, bro. Other locations and. Yeah. Well, and if you got something going on with Casey, uh, you know, definitely keep us in mind because we do a lot with Casey. Yep. Uh, you know, with his racing yep. and we're only forty-five we're always, minutes uh, away from him. Trying to do oh, our best to give Casey. Okay, so well, then oh, yeah. maybe it, well. Then, not to get too ahead of myself, but maybe I will see you pretty soon. Uh-oh. Nice. There's a little bit of tidbit, maybe maybe a teaser for everybody out there. <laughs> we, that, go to, we, we go to all his races unless yeah. uh, it's either snowing extremely bad. Which hasn't happened uh, yet. Or, you know, there's something more important than racing, which isn't many things, but it does happen. Oh. I haven't had any snowstorms it, driving down there. Coming home from them, I was back, just going to yeah, myself. Oh, scary. I kid you not. Mike didn't go with me down to this race. I went by myself. I was in my Jeep. I had my GPS with me because it was the first year I was racing regularly, so I just didn't want to forget where I was going. Mm-hmm. I kid you not, it was snowing so bad <laughs> that I used my GPS zoomed as far in as it would go to, <laughs> to, to get down the road. Yeah, to follow the road. Yeah, and I man. kid you not, I passed people on the I-75 in my Jeep, and they'd just look over at my Jeep like, what the hell is this idiot doing? And here I am, I'm just going... <laughs> Jeep oh, drivers. There, there's there's some places <laughs> where uh, it's very open and the wind picks up and oh man it oh, yeah. gets bad oh it's bad. Oh, I hate and winter uh, races. I'm not even gonna lie. I don't, I don't like to use that word too much, but they are the worst. I <laughs> there was one up here in northern Connecticut every year called the Winter Blast for a long time, and every single year. And isn't it amazing how you rate when you go to these races? It's like beautiful weather, and then like Sunday during the mains, it's a blizzard starts. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> every single time. And it's always like when you've made the A main, you know, or like you're heading for track record. You're so close, and the blizzard is there, you know. But I remember one year I went to the Winter Blast up here. It was up almost on the Massachusetts border in this town in a town called Stafford Springs. And I had a little Honda Civic, and I drove up there, and everything was fine. And I parked the car on the side of the building. You know, it was like a little like a little hill, and you parked up against the hill. And I came out Sunday after the mains were over. And I had all my stuff, and I went to figure, okay, well, I'm going to have to clean off my car. And I could see, like, other cars are just covered in snow. Well, this is next to a full-size oval racetrack, so the wind kind of kicks through there. It blew all the snow from the parking lot on top of where my car was, like that area. And it was, the, this, it was just a, a hill of snow that went up uh, across the parking lot and up the side of the building, like, to the second floor. And my car was somewhere inside that hill. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. And I was, like, and, like, I've got my stuff. Like, I was just going to open up my trunk and throw it in there and let the car warm up while I cleaned it off. And, and now it's now it's like yeah, an no, excavator-worthy worthy project, you know? <laughs> you know what? You guys get crazy weather down in that area, though, because, like, even this yeah. past winter, like, you know, I remember on the news, like, New York and all that area was just getting yeah. hammered, and it was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I think we're going to have a real bad one this winter, too. It's, that, it's funny. We, we, keep... we get away with murder. A couple of summer, a couple winters we'll get, and it's not too bad, and then we get just yep. clobbered. Okay, let's not <laughs> talk about that. I have to work outside all winter. Shh. Oh. <laughs> it's just not... That's crazy. Let's not rush it. Just so, yeah. let's so we don't do okay, well, let, let's leave the conversation <laughs> at that then yes for sure for sure yeah. you, know, you know where you have a race in february in like california you yeah know, somewhere warm nobody nobody's trying to race in michigan we just need a really big sponsor to pay for our flights and then hotel rooms and yeah. we're anywhere they want us to be 
No, no, we'll I'll it. pay the hotel we'll room. You just out. pay the flight. No, 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 but no, 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 no. <laughs> But let's be reasonable here. I am. There's a 30% friggin' hike on exchange on money. They can pay for a hotel room, too. Yeah. I'll I'm cover sure my finger. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I was, it sucks. I, I'm not going to lie. I love when, whenever I see an eBay auction, it's something I really want. If I see it's from Canada... Oh, that's like a little extra discount. <laughs> he gets all oh, giddy inside. Like, it was, uh, it was $75. Quite the discount. Now it's like $63. <laughs> You're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and for us, it's like, oh, it's 75 That means it's 105 oh. <laughs> Exactly. It, Mike and I were the on way a, around, like, when When the exchange rate was, was really good for us, good. we yeah, were... It was the other way? We were on such a, spend, a spending tear on RC. Because of our close proximity <laughs> to the border, it's so yeah. much cheaper for us to order it from the U.S. and pay duty even on it to bring it back into yeah. Canada right. than it is to get it from a shop in Canada. In Canada. It was like yeah. $100 cheaper. It, yeah. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. It, it's now just, with it yeah, at there 30%. Was a, there was a few years there where it was, it was upside down the other way. It was, you know... Not was, by it, much. That's... No, but it was it, it just about evened out, really. But it was yeah. like for well, you we guys, that's a big more. difference. Yep. When yeah, it's like at ten that, cents like, on the dollar, that's how bad things are. Yeah, when it's at like ten cents on the dollar, it's not bad. Yeah. Uh, for a while there, we were up like 42, by I think what did we hit, 43? Matt? No, it was like we were our money was worth more. Like a dollar Canadian was worth like a dollar two American yeah. or something oh, like that. We were spending. Oh my yep. god, it was ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, what are we ordering this payday? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, exactly. It's like extra money. Yeah. Now it's like, hey, I want to get this new radio. Yeah, it's going to take me six months to save up enough to buy pay the extra 30%, <laughs> but that's still cheaper than getting it from Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then if you get nabbed on duty, then there's another 13% on the American price that you paid. I mean, it just, it, it gets ridiculous. It depends on who you get, yeah, man. I if, if wonder you, about that. If you get a... How does uh, that work? Well... It works two ways. If you get an officer at the border who wants to be mean, he will research the product price in Canada, then charge you the tax on the Canadian price. Oh. Yes. They don't do it very often, but there are times that they will do that. So, like, they have in, that option. They do. So, like, in, I'll just use the Futaba 4PX as an example. That radio is about $749 Canadian. To par- purchase, and in Ontario we have a thirteen percent tax rate, so you pay seven forty nine plus your thirteen percent. Now in the U.S. you can get it from Tower Hobbies for like five forty nine. Yeah. Uh, yep. So you know what I mean. Even with exchange, it's still a little cheaper. And then you figure if I don't get nabbed on duty, then I'm laughing. If they nab me on duty, okay, it's going to be this much. But then you walk in and they decide to look it up, and then they charge you the thirteen percent on the seven fifty, <laughs> and then you spent more than it would have cost you just to buy it in Canada. If you yeah. usually the only time they'll do that is if you don't have a receipt. If you print out the receipt, you bring it with you. Canadian yeah, Customs yeah. will just take that receipt, slap on duty, which is just our taxes. It's just the government saying, "Well, we want our portion of the money that we're entitled to," because of course they're entitled to it. Right. And so, but uh, all right. So my question is: those, how does it actually like? How does the mechanics of this work? So, like, if I if you send me something from Canada, my mailman yeah. brings it to my door, and if I'm not home, he leaves it here. Yes. But where do you have to, like, do you have to go and pick it up and pay for it then? Or no, like, how we do they, cross how, the border. We go into, we can literally, if you at one point or another along the river here, you can throw rocks into the U.S. Yeah. So we just cross. We have, the, we have them shipped to a friend of ours. We go to his house. We pick them up. We throw them in our car. We get back in, you know, we cross the border. Yeah. And you tell them what you have or you don't. Oh, it's okay. So it's when you bring it over yourself. Yeah. yeah. If it comes oh, in the mail, usually what'll happen is uh, Depending one of on two the things amount. will happen. 
they'll they either hold on to it and you got to go pick it up at like a post office and pay the duty or uh-huh. a company like FedEx who will charge you like $20 as a convenience fee they'll pay the duty for you and then send you a but bill but then send you a bill and it's ridiculous so note to self do not uh-huh. use FedEx in Canada because they bend you over dry ask me why yeah, I know about that one yeah both of us <laughs> know that exactly. it, they, they wanted me to pay them $35 I, I had Atomic RC or Venom send me banners for free free just, banners just to hang down in in the studio oh, no. where we record so I figured I was just going to be a smart ass and have them ship them to me directly to my house so I didn't have to go across the river. And at the time, we were shipping, I was shipping stuff to a, uh, a place where you just go in and pay a fee and they, they receive your packages for you, right? Yeah. So I wanted to save the trip over the border and bridge fare and, and you know, paying the $4 to pick up my package, blah, blah, blah. So I had them shipped them to the house. So I thought nothing of it. They showed up. I'm like, great, free banners, blah, 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 blah. Well, like a week later, I get a letter from FedEx telling me that I owe them $35. So I call them. I'm like, really? Yeah, you want me to pay you $35 for the $43 banners? Well, we paid the duty on them. I said, and? That's not my problem. You didn't ask me if I was okay with you paying the duty. I would have rather paid the $12 duty on it than have you dorks do it and charge me $20 to do it. And they didn't send. They didn't fill out the custom works for a free banner as a gift. Well, th- they did, but they can still opt. Even when it like, doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. See, oh, like, really? Even when Max Amps um, sent me a, a couple of shorties for mm-hmm. a, a, as a promotion kind of deal um, through Tim's show, I still had to claim them. Now, when the girl asked how much did I pay, I had only paid about sixty dollars for the whole package because I had ordered some other stuff that wasn't included. And she looked at the invoice. She goes, well, why were these free? I said, well, it's kind of like a sponsorship deal. She goes, okay. And she let it slide. But they don't have to. Even if it's free, they can still make you pay the duty on the cost. It's oh, yeah. horrible. Tell me about it. Well, and, 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 and to add to that, I had some parts shipped from China or someplace like that. And I did the same thing that Matt did. I said, well, why would I ship them to the States when I can just have them come to Canada? Same thing. They shipped them. It yeah. got into FedEx's hands. All of a sudden, there's duties, charges, this and that. I'm like, it's like a $30 package, and you're charging me $24? I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> so the long story short is is now we've learned, if it's not coming from Canada and staying in Canada, there's no yeah. point in shipping it to your door. It'll save you a pile of money. Cross the border, yeah, yeah it costs you $8 because we got to pay for, as Matt had said, bridge fare because uh, we have to cross the, the St. Mary's River here. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it is what it is, and... You're kind of, you know, you're playing a game, right? And Yeah. It, you know. And when to hold them and when to fold them. Yeah, exactly. You know, you got to be <laughs> smart and, and do a little bit of research. You know, you got to consider the duty and this and that. and You know, but it, it what, what, what I want to leave this whole conversation with is, like, fuel is ridiculous. You know, it costs oh, us $8 imagine. to cross the bridge. We go into the States. We buy our gas. We pay $1.30 on every dollar American. And we're still saving ten, twelve, fourteen, fifteen dollars on a tank of gas. Yeah. You know, and it's like it just it makes you want to headbutt a wall. <laughs> you know, because you're just like, This is so stupid that yeah, if it well, wasn't you for the live bridge. In an area where you can do that, you know? Oh yeah, like if we were like in Sudbury or somewhere further, you know, north or, or, or yeah. south where they don't have the access like we do. It'd be a nightmare. I mean it, I couldn't imagine what R C would cost, just the R C Never mind the fact that I buy milk, I buy toothpaste, I buy Q-tips because, you know, there's that much of a difference and it's still cheaper in yeah. the U.S., you know. But, See, we have, uh, we yeah, have a, a scaled-down version of that here because we're, 
where I live is in Connecticut. Connecticut's so small anyway, but we're right near the New York border. So the thing here is we have what's called blue laws, and what that means is that, like, they're old, like, Puritan colonial-time laws where, like, the the big one we deal with is, like, buying alcohol. So you can't, up until recently, you couldn't buy alcohol after 8 o'clock at night. And you can't, you couldn't buy alcohol at all on Sundays. Right. And they've like, so, so now it's like nine o'clock, and now you can do Sundays, but only until like five or six. So, but for the longest time, what we used to have to do, and it was at least fortunate that we live where we lived, was you ran out of beer at eight o'clock at night. You went across the border to New York City, to New York State, where it was right. available all the time. <laughs> so we yep. do the same yep. thing. I know people that even do that just for taxes. Like, you know, one state will be at one tax rate and the other will be lower. And yeah. it's just a three-minute drive, like, you know, a five-minute drive. Well, it's like, well, hey, if you can save 4 or 5% and the prices right. are exactly the save 4 or 5%, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. I know. So, see, I no. learned something today. Never knew that. What's What do you guys tax down there? Like, when you buy something, what's the rate? So we have a, well, so... Connecticut is is lovingly called the taxation state, so we get taxed on everything. So like yeah, gasoline is more expensive here, cigarettes are more expensive here, soda is more expensive here, things like that. They 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 impose a tax on it that you're yeah. just paying more for that product. But so our like sales if you go tax to the... is oh sorry, our sales tax is only like six. And, it's six and like a third, like six point three five percent for okay. sales tax. Like how did they get you know, that number? Like. <laughs> It's so stupid. It's like gas prices. Like it's for us, it's in a liter, but it's like, oh, it's a dollar seven point nine. It's like, why don't just say it's a dollar eight? Right. Like right, just say it's a dollar eight. That's what it is now. It's a dollar eight. You know, but that's what happens. It was it was six for a long time, and then like everybody was up in arms. Sales tax is going to go up, and you know, and then at the end of the day, it went up like point three five percent. What does that even mean? Who can even? You know, even if you're good at math, you have a math degree and you can't figure that out in your head. You know? right. <laughs> it's yeah. like, well, look what we've gone know. through up here, Matt. I mean, they got rid of, we used to have like GST and PST. So GST was like government sales tax and PST was provincial. provincial. So the provincial yeah. part stayed within the province. The GST went to the, the country. Yeah. Yep. Then all of a sudden they were like, well, and that totaled. 15%. 15%. So it was 7% plus, uh, what was it? Six. Was it 7, Matt? 7 and 6? Is that what it was? Uh, no, no, sorry. It was 7, it was seven and, eight. and 8. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they decided, well, we're going to go to this HST, this harm- harmonized or whatever. Harmonized sales tax. tax. Harmonized sales tax. 13%. Which is 13%. It sounds so peaceful. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. It gets better. It gets better. And, you know, before you didn't pay GST and HST on things like haircuts, on um, certain services uh, that, that you were never charged taxes, gas, sure. uh, yada, 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 the list goes on. I can't think off the top of my head. All of a sudden, overnight, things like haircuts went up 13%, gas went up 13%, this Ooh. went up, your bread went up 13% because you didn't pay both taxes on groceries, you only paid one. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, it just went double, in, and you're like... How does this help any of us? It's the same kind right. of thing that, like, like you're thinking, right? You're like, okay, so they lowered it two percent, but now you're paying thirteen percent on things that you were only paying six percent. So you're still making, you're actually probably making more money because people have to buy groceries. You right. know, people can cut their own hair with a pair of scissors at home and save money, but they have to go to the store and buy groceries. Yep. You know, and it's like, 
you know, we complain, everybody's going to complain about taxes. And there's the flip side, you know, here you just go to a hospital and you get fixed, <laughs> you yep. know, whatever, whatever you need. Pretty awesome. Uh, you know, but, they, yeah. but they've been, but <laughs> don't kid yourself, they've been slowly taking things away. So like before, if you needed uh, physiotherapy, OHIP, which is what, which is our Ontario healthcare insurance plan, yeah. comes out of the, that 13%, right? Well, now we have to pay for uh, uh, that kind of stuff on our own now. Before you used to be able to get more coverage for eye doctors. Now you got to pay out of your own pocket. Yeah, before you had it. one a year where you yeah. could get a free eye exam. Yeah. Now you got to pay for that out of your own pocket. They, pocket they, they've changed know. a lot of things with it. And the reality is, is this, and, and I say it all the time. If it is great to have that quote unquote free health care. So when you don't feel free. right, but it, it, you know what I mean? There's no bill when you go, but yeah. the reality is, is this, there is a lot of times that our hospitals, regardless of where it is, are filled with a ton of people that don't need to be there because they know they can go for free. If they had to go and knew that they were going to end up with a bill of up to a thousand dollars just to see a doctor, they'd probably stay home with that cough that they've had for right. two days. Yep. You know, and give it a few more yeah. days to go away, right? Mm-hmm. So th- there's there's that side of it that I look at. I'm the kind of guy that when I go to the hospital or to see my doctor, it's because I've let whatever the problem is go probably a lot longer than it should have to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's people here that yeah. go to the hospital because they got a sore thumb and it's yeah. like, well, come on, for real? It's only a flesh wound. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I mean, it'd be different if your thumb was hanging off. Then, yes, it sure. needs to be put back on. <laughs> Yeah, it, again, you can you can slice and dice this, you know, ten hundred ways, and it, you know, and and and, and I, Matt's got this brilliant idea, and I kind of liked it. The, you know, uh, what what was your idea there, Matt? No sales tax on anything, but or just sales. No sales. Sale, sale, so here's here's my deal: put like a thirty to thirty five percent sale tax on everything, everything, but don't take any federal taxes or or provincial taxes off my paycheck. Because then that yeah, way yeah, like you, you're, get, you're getting everybody. You're getting the guys that are the drug dealers out there and the guys that, you know, get paid money under the table. Well, guess what? When they yeah. go to the store and they buy that big 60-inch TV with the money that they made illicitly yep. or under the table, they still paid yep. a portion of taxes just like I do every see, we, day. We get taxed heavily on our paychecks, too. Like, it's something like 25%. So you make $1,000, yeah, you know, you yeah. only come home with seven fifty, and it's like, holy cow. Then you go to the store, you buy a $2 pop, now you just had to pay twenty six cents on that two dollar pop. You're like, yeah. holy man, how many times can you tax me before it's yeah. enough? And they made the you pop know, that, smaller now too. We have here. They yeah. they break ours up a little bit differently, but by the time by the time you're done, by the time the the government is done fooling with your paycheck, you're 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 down about thir- a third of it. Yeah. So like it's crazy. Like you make a dollar, and it's like you only get to spend like a quarter of it. You get to spend twenty five yeah. cents at the end of the day. I figured you out know, one time that I had to work until Tuesday afternoon before I started making any money. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. You go to work Monday morning, and yeah, it's halfway that, through the Monday weekend. Monday is free. Yeah, that's free. <laughs> no, not free. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't like that word free because nothing's ever free, right? There's always yeah. there's always that there's a reason for it, you know. And yeah. Uh, see, see, and like on ours, we have. We have the Canada Pension Plan that gets deducted from our checks. We get yeah. employment insurance that gets dedu- deducted from our paychecks. Yep. And then the federal tax. So, like, all of those together equal a certain percentage. But, like, just for instance, I looked at my last pay stub because it's online. I get taxed 16% federal tax on my checks. Yeah. And then it's if, probably, I, if I figure out the other two. 
Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's not too bad. It also depends yeah. on the income bracket you're in. The the more you make, yeah. obviously, the more they they tax and stuff like that. It just like Mike said, it sucks. You get a check that's supposed to be like twelve hundred before taxes, and after you pay your taxes and your deductions and this that and the other thing. Bucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and then heaven forbid that you worked over a certain amount of hours, and oh man, it's just it it gets so yeah. stupid. Like if you work overtime here. You might as if, if if it's only going to be two or three hours, don't do it because it's not worth it. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you get taxed, and it's like you work two or three hours and you made nothing. You it's actually made like less. Or, <laughs> yeah, it's got to be like ten or fifteen hours. Yeah, then you actually see an increase in your pay, and it's so stupid. It's like you know, let's let's reward our citizens for working really hard by taking yeah. more away from them. Yeah, that's a whole... <laughs> you, know, you know, the flip side of it, though, is, I mean, it sounds like, the, you know, like you guys have your pension tax, that's sort of like our Social Security. Yep, and then you guys exactly. have, like, you know, your, we, we pay, like, a federal tax, income tax, and a state income tax, so they each take their, their piece off of it, too, and, yep. and stuff like that. But then, so that. but then, you know, you guys are down that much from that, and we are, too. But then after that, then we get deducted for our health insurance, you know, and, and that's, like, a whole hot topic here anyway, but... Yeah, yeah well, so we have to go get that on our own, right? Because, like, we yeah. have that, too, right, for drugs and dental and all that crap. Yep. Yeah. But we do that. We don't have it through the government or that. You just go to an insurance place and you get some coverage. Yeah, that's what I was You know, and you pretty much have to have it because if you don't have it with the price of drugs, you don't even want it to go into that conversation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the ripoff that's going on in that scene, you know, a pill that costs yep. them 30 cents and they charge you $30 for it. It's like, what? Well, look what they did with EpiPens. Yeah, it's just Epi pens so went stupid. up like four hundred percent or something. So they're uh, yeah, you know, and yep. it's just like it, you know, it's going to get to a point where you know, I I honestly see us like going backwards. You know, people are going to be living in the dark, and yep. there's going to be you know, you wonder why people are stealing and theft and all this stuff's going on. Yeah. Well, why do you yeah. think? Hey, at the end of the day, everybody's just trying to survive however they can, and they're just trying to do whatever they can to keep going. You know, you know, you getting beat down like that, it gets tough. It's not going to matter, dude. There's going to be a wall, and we're not going to be able to get into the United States soon. That's right. We're going to make Canada pay for the wall. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Because that's <laughs> where all the crackheads and the wall. drug dealers we come build from. the best walls? <laughs> <laughs> well, with that like being said... Canada, <laughs> I like to think that, if anything, if, if anybody's going to build a wall north, I think really Canada should consider keeping us out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying... Okay, you, know, okay you, you don't have to answer this question. Wanna, it, however you want to take that, trust me. Just, you might want to talk about it a little bit. Maybe maybe not the, like, make America pay for it part, because that, that part's <laughs> a little crazy. But, you know, it, it might not be a bad idea. You don't have to answer this if you don't want to, because I totally get it. But are, Probably uh, but will it, anyway. That's fine, and that's perfectly fine. All I want to yeah. know is Trump or Clinton. Oh, Neither. <laughs> He's voting for himself. Uh, have you ever seen? There was an '80s movie in America uh, that came out in the early '80s with Richard Pryor called Brewster's Millions. And it was about he inherited like a million dollars and he has to spend it all to get his real inheritance. And he find, he figures out through the course of the movie that the best way to do it is to run for office. He's like running for like the mayor of New York or something, mm-hmm. but he doesn't want to run. He doesn't want to run and win because then he'll make money and he won't have lost the money from the million dollars so what he his whole campaign slogan is none of the above because his whole premise is that like the two guys that are in there are corrupt and they're both horrible choices and i'm not any better of a choice and i don't even want this job so just don't vote for anybody <laughs> and that's kind of how i look at what's going on here right now is isn't please, it scary do yourself the favor to God. And, and none 
None of the above. <laughs> it is so scary. I don't think it matters what happens. I mean, I think one is worse than the other. Yeah. Well, uh, but, you but, know, but <laughs> it, it goes this way. And, and, you know, funny enough, before we had uh, Eric on um, yesterday, and for those of you guys listening, it's a week removed now because you've listened to the TSR shop. And here we are a week later, and now you're listening to the, sh- the one with Eric on our show. But <clears throat> we were discussing it. Tim and I were discussing before we had you on uh, about JQ when he got Tim all fired up. And a lot of people fired up because JQ had to voice his opinion on who he thinks should be the president of the United States. And, and like I said to Tim, it doesn't matter. He's not a U.S. citizen. I'm not a U.S. citizen. It doesn't matter what I think or who I think is the better option for you guys. Because I don't live in your country. I'm not a U.S. citizen. I don't have a say. So guess what? I have to deal with whoever you guys pick. End of story. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like but 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 it's to add to that thing though, to me because I have so many friends like you know like JQ and some other guys too that are you know over in, in Europe and up in Canada and you know even South America and stuff. It's, it, it's it's interesting to me to hear their kind of perspective on what we look like to them. <laughs> The best one was in there. In uh, like anybody, if you have any listeners in Australia, they'll they'll tell you that like the Australian the government right now is is sort of in like a very crazy time. Also, I had a friend from Australia that messaged me like out of nowhere one day and was like, "I need your help." And I'm like, "What's the matter?" I'm like, "You okay?" Yeah. Can you explain to me how your system works? Because none of this makes any sense to me. And I just. I looked at him. I, I I just I wrote back. I said none of it makes any sense to us either. <laughs> <laughs> Can't help you there, buddy. The the, the problem yeah. is is what happens in the U.S. greatly affects what happens in Canada because sure. you know we might as well be yeah. the the whatever it is the fifty second state right like it's yep. just and it does con you know if you're not concerned about what happens in the U.S. then yeah. I mean I think you're kind of in 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 uh, a yeah. land of the lost because. If the U.S. takes a big dump, we're going to be right behind them because, you know, our biggest, the biggest, our biggest buyer of our products is the U.S., you know? And if the U.S. isn't doing well, we're not doing well. And, you know, it's just... I think that kind of, that kind of goes for most of the world now. I mean, you know, the U.S. has been sort of the last to join the rest of the world and, you know, a global market, but... Even with that said, I mean, we it, it does, and it's 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 now to the point where if anybody has a hard time, a lot of people feel it and may have a hard time for it. Yeah, you know, if you look at you know two thousand eight, two thousand nine, you had all these European countries that were going under and almost going under, and you know we were in bad shape and everybody was in bad shape, and it's just sort of because we're all interacting on a global scale yep. now instead of just each country that that's really everything's a lot more sensitive to that now. Yep. Well, and I mean the U.S. dollar dictates pretty much. Uh you know, everything that happens in the world, you know what I mean? It might as well become yeah. the u- universal currency because it is what it is, right? No, no, no. But. We buy a lot of stuff. Oh, we, we didn't lot. even get into the most important part with Eric when you were talking about the sales tax stuff. So, uh-huh. so they lower our sales tax, technically, but yeah. then they do something even better a few years down the road after doing the harmonized sales tax. They eliminate the penny. Oh, yeah. So what? now, hang on. So now, <laughs> if, if you're paying with cash and your total comes up to $10.22, well, it's actually $10.20. If it comes to $10.23, it's actually $10.25. <laughs> Effectively oh, getting 
they either get more tax. the taxes out of you a little bit more or they lose a little bit. Yeah, but hold on a second, though. But if you pay by credit card or it's debit the exact or whatever, amount. it's the exact amount. Which doesn't make any sense to me because pennies don't exist anymore. So how did how, how did you take a non-existent penny from <laughs> what me? What did you pay them that? Yeah, what did you pay them the, the three cents with? Well, you're right. So Where did those three pennies come from? So sometimes you can save a few cents by paying by plastic, and other times you can save money by paying by cash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if like if, if it comes that to ten twenty three, you want to pay with your debit card. <laughs> if it comes to ten twenty two, well, you'd rather pay with cash because you're going to keep. It the doesn't two really pennies. matter. Hey, no, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, you know what I have to say? You know, you know there's some, there's, you know, there's some Canadian guy like me that then goes grocery shopping. He wants to pay for each item individually so he can evaluate which way is going to be better for him. <laughs> you know what I like watching is that extreme uh, couponing show. It, that's oh. just freaking ridiculous. Let me that tell you, awesome. I live with one of these people. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> so, see, I knew we would go somewhere else again where I could talk about myself. So... <laughs> So then we have to stop. We have to stop talking after this, okay? <laughs> okay, this is the last story. Eric's crazy coupon experiences. So, so, and, and we'll we'll save tiny houses for another time because it's a related story. <laughs> so, okay. So my wife discovered the same the extreme couponing shows, and she's you know, and they're showing these people, and it's like by the you know, and they've got like the entire conveyor belt. They've got like three carts worth of stuff. And then at the end, there's a cashier handing them $30. And you're like, what? Yes. And so we we're like, I'm like, this can't work. I'm like, this, there's no way that works, right? And especially I work in marketing, and the, at the agency I work for does mostly like coupon campaigns. So I kind of like, I can see like the behind the scenes mentality of how coupons work. And that, like, I'm like, there's no way this actually is like a good thing. Like, this doesn't work. This is, this is all baloney. And so she, oh, I gotta try this. And so she went, and she, you know, she gets the circular from the store, and we have like the shopper's card, and she goes on a couple of websites, and she gets like downloads a lot of coupons, and it's taking her hours, and hours and hours. It was, she put in like four or five hours. I'm standing with there waiting behind her, you know, at the computer, and she's printing these things out. And I'm, you know, the time that this is taking, and the, the amount of ink we're using to print all these coupons and everything else. There's no way this is gonna work. Let me tell you, we went to the grocery store. We spent almost four. We bought almost four hundred dollars worth of groceries. Would you believe that groceries cost us less than two hundred dollars? Yeah, I, I do believe you. The first time we ever did it. <laughs> well, but that makes sense. Yeah. And then and then you realize though how much time these people spend finding yeah. these well, coupons and figuring out the loopholes, right? It is their hobby. Yeah. That's the key. It's their hobby. I don't right? know if it's like, their, their hobby. hobby. I think some of these women that do it. That's their life. Like, that's their job. They coupon. <laughs> Listen to you. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I'm not going to lie. We walked out of is even, even to this day, I'll maintain that it's pretty ridiculous. But at the same time, walking out of there, I felt like a bandit. I felt like I had just robbed a bank or something. Like, walking out of this full thing of grocery, you know, big grocery cart piled up high, and we only spent like $100. So we bought like two, two bags worth of groceries. <laughs> I know? got a theme song for him, too, now. Do you? Exactly. Ain't nothing but a grocery store thing, baby. I, I was thinking. I was thinking <laughs> yeah. more of like, uh, like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
What what a what a great what a great episode. You guys are in for such a treat Eric, if you listen I'm to I'm so thing. glad that we've gotten to talk to you. It has enlightened my fun. day. And uh, <laughs> we must do this again very soon. Absolutely. All right. So that, I feel that's like I yourself. Say something Canadian, but it's not going to fit in anywhere. Uh, all you got to do so is I'm just say A. And say you can say A. Hockey hole. Take off. <laughs> you take, gotta take off. off eh? yeah, take off. No. <laughs> go to your igloo. No, you go. Out, it, let's go for uh, out for a rip, are you, bud? Yes. <laughs> yes. Whoa. Have you seen that? <laughs> Have you seen that video? No. Oh my God, Mike! Oh, find will. it and send it to him on Facebook immediately. I will. All right. All and, right. And we'll then just make sure your kids can't hear it, Eric. Yeah, no, he's not home. Okay, it's a little so. vulgar. That's all I got to say. All right, that's but it, okay. But it's great. So you guys have been <laughs> listening to the NBN Podcast. We have had Eric on. Make sure you guys check out. Oh, you got some websites. What's your websites? Quick, plug them. Well, we have the Vintage RC Cars, com. We also have a Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash Vintage Offroad Nationals. And then we have my vintage-only website, VintageRCCars.com, where you can get all your news, products, old reviews, projects, all sorts of stuff on Vintage RC. It's getting added to my bookmarks as we speak. Yep. Thank you very much for being on the MBM Podcast, guys. Stay tuned. We'll be back after this wonderful commercial from our sponsor. CowRC, the radio-controlled maintenance king since 2008. Providing the RC community with the world's best pit mats, park trays, performance aerosols, and much more. Through smart design, superior performance, and 100% made in the USA, Cow RC products are a real value. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Follow Cow RC on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or order direct at cowrc.com. Save 10% with code IMOVE. That's code I-M-O-O. Cal RC. Maintenance King. All right, guys, we are at that point of the show where we play some songs. And uh, this week I've chosen to stick with one artist uh, for all four songs. Uh, I went with four just because I couldn't narrow it down to three. And I got a feeling that you guys are going to be hearing a lot from this artist. Uh, I'm really digging it. It's kind of cool. Uh, Datsik is the name of the artist. Uh, not sure where he's from. I even had to find it on YouTube to get the pronunciation right. Uh, so the first one is Dark Star. The second, Glock Burst. Third song is Smoke Bomb. And the fourth is Nukem. Hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, if you do enjoy that style of music, um, there's a lot more to come as I am digging deep into the vault here of where I find my music. Enjoy.
Mate. I had to do it. I got to do it fluid. Laid back. You understand me? Doing what I does, cuz. You know who it is. It's the big Snoopy Deco Double Jizzle. For shizzle, baby. So fast, so quick, so hard, so slick. Take a walk in my shoes, but the feet don't fit. No Old fish, ship swift on the beat. Rolling up a fat one, stacking my chips. Now trip this, sip this, have a seat and recline. Hot spit dog, blow your mind. I'm not bragging, but I'm seat flagging. Six four hopping, keep it popping. What y'all come here for? Oh, we came here to dance, but we will pop, pop in advance. What that mean? That mean that we don't give up. We don't give up. All I wanna do is smoke and have a good time. All I wanna do is have a good time. All I wanna do is smoke and have a good time. We don't give up. West Coast motherfucker. We don't give up. Hands up, now twist your fingers On the set, mama raised the banger Every hood do the same stuff Until they came up, when they name up With a bunch of hard heads Like baby papa, Warren G and little hat did Rectified, on on a hold on Your neck will fly back in your lap Click, clack, get back, 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 back What y'all come here for? Oh, we came here to dance But we will pop, pop in the dance What that mean? That mean that we don't give up Smoke and have a good time. All I wanna do is have a good time. All I wanna do is smoke and have a good time. We don't give up. <laughs> 
Got some music for you guys, as usual. Um, apparently, a lot of you guys are liking it, so that's cool. Uh, I'm glad you guys are uh, digging a little bit of music that Mike and myself uh, like to listen to. I'm going to be uh, hearing something a little different from me this time around. Um, not like ridiculously different, just uh, not so much up the uh, EDM um, way as as much as uh, a bit more up the rock way, if you want to go that way. So uh, I'm going to kind of be uh, winging it, give or take. But uh, the first one I got is uh, Highly Suspect. It's a newer group that I've uh, stumbled across. And I seriously enjoy their music. Uh, their new one here out is called um, My Name is Human. And I am going to share it with you as soon as I figure out how to get everything the way I want it on the system. <laughs> oh, man, what happened here? Oh, right here. Cool. Um, so, yeah, so enjoy this uh, tune. I'll be back uh, with my next two selections. Like I said, I'm doing this a little bit more off the cuff this time than uh, I knew normally would. So I uh, hope you guys dig it and enjoy it. And here it is.
All right. So that was My Name is Human by Highly Suspect. Like I said, I've been seriously, seriously, seriously enjoying that song uh, as of late. They got another tune that I'm really fond of called Lydia. Um, it's, uh, I believe, from their early hour, earlier album. Uh, I want to say this one's off their new album. Um, I'm not 100% sure on that, though. But, uh, yeah, so my next two songs, I was able to pick them while uh, jamming to that tune. Uh, these are some older ones. Uh, one's from I, Mother Earth. The other one's from Bush. I got uh, One More Astronaut by I'm of the Earth coming up and Come Down by Bush after that. So, uh, again, I hope you guys uh, enjoy the music that I've been playing for you. Um, and, of course, uh, Mike's music as well. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back with you once the songs are done. So uh, stay tuned. <laughs>
All right. That's it for us here at the MBM podcast. Thanks for joining in as usual. We appreciate it more than you guys understand. Make sure you check it also check us out on Facebook, MBM Podcast, everything RC. You check us out on the web at mbmpodcast.podbean.com. Make sure you go over and like and share our page if you could, if you haven't already. And as well, make sure you pay attention to those details for those contests you guys will have till Thursday to get all those entries in uh, before we select the lucky winners uh, of those wonderful prizes. And, uh, of course, thanks to Rick over at Gominan and Racing Skins, Heath over at Cower C, Michael Behan over at Evil Empire Racing, and anybody else that helps us through the way that I may have forgotten on this spur of the moment, little ender. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good one. Peace.